Thanks, everybody, hanging out in the chat right now. We're going to be talking about Tom Thibodeau, training cap notes, a bunch of other stuff, too, because COVID, uh, more Mitch Robertson. Uh, I got State with me, man, Diehard Knicks, uh, Diehard State of Mind on the Diehard Knicks podcast. All right, so let's get busy. Let's go. Yo, Mr. State. What's going on, State? What's up, brother? How you doing, man? Yeah, chilling. You know how it is. Yeah, man. Good to see you. I, you know, I, I, didn't, I didn't say that when we was behind the scene. Good to see you, man. It's been it's been like a week, right? We had a me and you both had a week uh, to um to forget, I guess, right? Yeah, man. Week <laughs> off. Then here we go with Tom Thibodeau talking yeah. about that. <laughs> um. But yeah, man, it's been a week. Uh, I've been with my nephew basically damn near the whole time, but uh, needed a mental break for everything. But let's get right to it, man. Uh, preseason start next week. Yeah, time flies. Time ain't shit, right? Yeah. Before you, you know, we just was um, talking about like the end of the season where you know, fuck Trey Young and you know, Julius Randle is a, is soft. Tom Thibodeau is a, is a you know a fraud. You know, like 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 you say. And then now here we go about to start the whole thing all over again. Uh, nah, not really. Uh, I got a different belief for Tibbs from last season to this season. I'm still kind of annoyed with him a little bit, but I feel like I feel like he's gonna change. But it's just a wait and see for me. So, but I'm still I, I still don't like him. He's just a typical liar. Um, <laughs> I love it when you call it the ARP guy uh, a liar like that, man. But he's well, a I mean, good. He's a good dude. He never, he will never talk bad about any of his players. That's one guy. That's one thing I give to him. He always backs his players, um, even from the ref. So that's the one thing I always give to him. Yeah. Sure. Shout out. Speaking of good dude, they got Sergeant in the, in the chat here. He's blowing us up a little bit. Got King Ribby is also here. You know, so shout Sergeant, out to the, up, to the Sergeant. Yeah, he missed the last podcast when we had um his um partner Cornerstone on here, man. But we gotta, make, we gotta, he got, he actually got. You have to make it up to us, man, Mister Mister Sergeant. We gotta, we gotta get up with each other. Yeah, man. All right. So let's cut the small talk. All right. So cut the bullshit. I listened to your podcast. I think it was yesterday, and you was talking about the vaccine, mm-hmm. and um, I see, you know, people like Wiggins. You got Jonathan Isaac, Kyrie. I give Kyrie a little bit of leeway because Kyrie at five percent of so I can understand. Like I can understand Kyrie and, and his cool. He a five percent allegedly. I, I think he a five percent of it. Yo, if I see him, I'm gonna say, Yo, what's today's mathematics? And if he ain't got him, I'm beating his ass. You know what I'm saying? If you don't know it, I'm whooping his ass. Old school, man. <laughs> yeah, he a five percent of it. Oh. <laughs> but you see these guys, Bradley Bill, and you see these guys and they're talking about the vaccine and they saying stuff like, you know, it's not enough knowledge and this, that, and the third. So I don't understand why they ask these type of questions now and then growing up, even in high school and in middle school, you even got shots and needles in your arm. Um, just like what Damian Lillard said, the, uh, I think it was the other day he said that, and I was listening to um, his media day as well. You know, I was listening to a lot of people media days, especially in the Knicks, but, you know, just hearing different opinions on it. And then I listen to your opinion on it, and I'm like, yo, evil is just spot on. Like, these dudes, like, we're not, like, you didn't sign up to be an effing scientist. 
but I can understand why you have your gripes about it. But at the end of the day, I listen to Shaq today. And and this just simply put, like, if you're gonna put your teammates at risk, then don't come to the games. <laughs> if you don't want to get vaccinated, don't come to the games. It's, it's no excuses no more. Um, and you just hurt your team like that, honestly. Uh, you see the the media storm around Andrew Wiggins, Isaac, and Kyrie, and their teams, and and, and now you got other players who got to answer questions about you all the time about the vaccine and you don't really want that going into the season you know what i'm saying so yeah and you want to know what's so crazy you we spoke about this probably like two weeks ago and i said to you i wonder if the knicks will uh keep who's vaccinated private and i said you like i, I think mostly all of the knicks is vaccinated and what do do? Like all of them is vaccinated and they all gave their reasons why. I just, it's just saying it, it comes off as selfish and you come off as a bad teammate. You know, it's regular people who's from the streets, who's working a nine to five, who's paying $250 to go to Madison Square Garden to watch you. They're human as well. I understand you're human and you could, you got choices. You should have a choice upon what to put in your body. But at the end of the day, it is what it is. <laughs> and you can still get COVID if you get the vaccine. That's cool. And I can understand what John Isaac and those dudes are talking about. But you just you just destroy your locker room like that. And I I wouldn't be surprised if all three players is trading <laughs> in the middle of this season, yeah. But that yeah. that was my take on it. Well, you know, you know, I, I said everything, a whole bunch of stuff that that on um, that episode. But one one thing I didn't really um put too much emphasis on is just the fact that the teams do have power in this too, because it's not it's not just a surprise that these guys are not vaccinated. And if it is a surprise, then that's a problem too, because my, my whole thing is like you have to be a grown up. L- listen, if you don't want to be vaccinated, let your team know. Say, listen, I'm not I'm, I don't give a fuck what you say. I'm not getting vaccinated. You know, you know. So then so then allow allow the to have a conversation. Allow the team to make a decision what they want to do. Uh, if let's say if, if you're playing for the uh, only for it's really the New York teams and San Francisco. So like if 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 you if you really feel strongly about that, then um give give the um the team um you know further notice, discuss it with your agent, and get a trade going to get you to a team that that don't have those mandates. You get yeah. you get what I'm saying? Don't don't stay in New York or don't stay in San Francisco and cause bullshit issues here at the last minute. This is the final hour. The season's about to start. Now you you um you're inconveniencing everybody with, with um with your with your um you know thought process and stuff. But you should have said something like a grown up. You should have said something ahead of time. You know, like, yeah, like well, well, just one more thing to add to. Like me and you, you both got regular jobs. You know, so like let's say if something's going on with your with your life, you can't just not come to work. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You gotta let somebody know something, or, or else you you know you're gonna be fired, or you're not gonna get paid, or whatever the hell is gonna happen. You have to give your jobs a notice of what's going on in your personal. You know what I'm saying? It's just grown up shit that you have to do, and in, in this life, you know. So it's you know it kind of it kind of sucks that they're doing that, you know. But because I mean it's like a two way thing. You you gotta you gotta communicate this stuff to your thing. And like I said, if you feel very strongly uh, for this stuff, then good for you, man. But listen. Um, ask for a trade to a team that that um that you don't have to deal with this non- non- nonsense, you know that that's that's the mature thing to do. Hmm. You know. So you you telling me to ask Kyrie to go play? Kyrie said if he get traded, he's gonna retire. Th- then so, he should do that. He probably should do that. So, 
hey, 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 hey. you want to know what's so crazy, yo? How old is Kyrie? Kyrie? I, I, I mean, um, he's, he's I not mean, quite 30. He might be like 27 or 28, maybe 28, 29, something like that. So, because uh, I, I, I got to know. Let me see. Uh, Kyrie is 28. He should yeah, be going well, 29. Yeah, 29. He, was, he turned 29 in March. I wouldn't be surprised if he retired before 31. Hey, listen, I, man. I, I, I wouldn't be surprised, yo. I, honestly, I wouldn't be surprised. Nobody's trading for him. Nobody's trading for his contract. He's, talking, he's threatening to retire. And I believe him. I believe him. Yeah, I say call his bluff. If you're gonna be, if you're gonna do it, then retire then. You know, because I mean, listen, you, you're you're um, you're stranglehold your franchise and the fan base, everything. You're doing that based off your belief. You're, you're entitled to have your on your own beliefs and stuff like that. But but like I said, you have to be mature and at least let the, let them know whatever, and then make a decision. Go to another team. Ask for a trade to another team. Maybe Kyrie for Ben Simmons. That could work. You know what I'm saying? That could that could work. That would that would help out Embiid with, with the way he he plays. And Ben Simmons can come in here and play off of Durant and Harden. That that works. You know, and you do that ahead of time. That way, they would have done made the trade already. You know, and then you don't have to talk about it. Oh, I, yo, that that Ben Simmons thing is a whole other situation. Yeah, that could that, we we could talk about that a little bit, but just to stay on topic, you know, is. It's tough because you want to be a good teammate, but I, I don't know, dog. I don't know what you what you want these guys to do. I mean, you want to force them to uh, take something that they don't want to take. And I seen what Shaq said said today, and he just opened my eyes to it. Like, yo, you don't play, don't play inside of a large market, man, or just retire. That's my only. That's the only options I think he has right now, because it's not even up to the teams. It's like the state mandating it. Right. If it was up to the NBA, the NBA would just continue to do what they've been doing, do the testing, COVID protocols. That's that's what they would do, you know. But this is in these in these two cities. This this is just state mandated. So there's nothing they, they can really do, you know. But yeah. like I said, it's not it's not a surprise. Like, like if my job, if I get in trouble at my job, they're gonna. That's what they're gonna say. It's not a surprise. <laughs> what the hell did you think was gonna happen? You know, X Y Z. You didn't do that. So now you have to suffer the consequences. And you know, it's not a surprise. You know. Yeah, that's tough. It's yeah. tough. Um, I I don't I don't know how this is gonna be resolved. But my best guess is all all the players that are unvaccinated. If they're in a large market, I believe all of them will be moved by the trade deadline. And I don't think I don't think even the players union can save those said players because that mandate was mandated by the president. <laughs> the the higher ups, the people on top. Yeah, and, the, the governors of each um of each state. Yeah, you see. But the only cities I probably wouldn't be surprised that's not happening in is Texas and Florida. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Texas and Florida don't give a damn about nobody, man. Nah, like, man they, they don't. Yeah. No. But, um, oh.
But the you know the, the thing about it, I, I think State might have did something there. But the, the the thing about um you know this whole you know Texas and and, uh, and Florida stuff, you know I, I've been to I've been to Florida, you know um you know there's still good people out there, you know so uh, people still were distancing themselves, you know so you could tell some people don't care, you know but so a lot of people they were distancing themselves, they had the mask on all the time, you know so so people still have common sense and still go about about life like grownups. But there's still other people out there that just want to instill their will on people and just make a big deal out of everything. It doesn't really have to make, doesn't have to be that way. Yeah. <laughs> yo, shout out to, to Sergeant. He said he lives in Florida. Yeah, oh, yo, Sergeant man. actually said he wants to get on here if um if we could send him the link. So, uh, I send him the link now. Okay. But yeah, that's like I'm listening to everybody's um explanation upon why they didn't don't want to take the vaccine or why they want to be this and that man it's tough man it's, i don't want to judge nobody because they don't want to do something or you know but your basketball team is your that's your family man you be with those guys damn there every day it's kind of like if you ever been on a basketball team like it's the camaraderie like these guys have secrets together like you all like behind the scenes stuff we don't see every day so imagine the talks like i'm pretty sure they talk about that a lot yeah but you know you go through that as an adult too i'm quite sure you got your team that you, that you work with you see these guys all the time and you know stuff that you don't want to know about their their family life because people just talk you know like like when, well, my job I'm always talking about that i'm always with these guys from 10 to 16 hours every damn day man so i know more about their their life than their own wife does you know it's funny that one of the guys he trusts me um, to to make um, decorations in his house. He, he won't tell his wife, but he'll he'll ask me what my opinion is. You know, so it, it's funny, man. So I mean, every job is like that. You know, police department. You know, any, it doesn't even have to be that that serious. It could be something like smaller than that. You know, you know, you know, you're just gonna have that that um, connection with, with with people. But you know, at the same time, you know, you're working, and and if it's not, if it's not working for you in the situation, then you then you leave. Just be out, <laughs> you know, and then you leave whatever behind you and start something new. Like but what you gonna do? I mean, it's everywhere. It, God, I kid you not. I didn't. I know a lot of females right now around my generation, around my age. A lot of them ain't vaccinated. So if I say to them, "Hey, yo, let's go out, let's get a drink or something," <laughs> you can't really go nowhere <laughs> because. Yeah. It's really crazy how they really like like you really are forced. I had somebody tell me, look, man, I'll take it back. See, I'm like, wow. He's like, man, I can't do nothing. <laughs> it's, it's the I truth. Said, That's not a good reason, but I right, you, know, you know, a lot of people are cheating too. They're out there using other people's vaccine cards, showing it on their phone and all that stuff. But but a lot of the a lot of places now they actually check in names and trying to match names with your ID. You know, so if a business does that, now you're embarrassed. You know, because now you ruined the name for everybody. You can't come in, but everybody else could come in. You know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, man, that's tough. That's tough. I, I, I don't know, man. This is why New York. I, I'm glad we. I'm so glad we got the best that we got. Even though I, I dislike the best that we had in the past. All of them vaccinated. A lot of them got wives. Everybody side female is on hush. Um, <laughs> everybody's locked in. I, I, I'm loving what I'm seeing, and we don't have these issues. It's kind of sad that the Knicks are dead boring. 
and we're yeah. fine with that. <laughs> yeah. So I'll put up the link too. Okay. Yeah, you, you, you can hear it. Well, um, check check out what you, you sent it to to um Twitter. I think I put it in the chat by accident. But my bad. I don't matter. Yeah, but um, what I was gonna say, um, uh, you, you seen Durant how he looks uh, in the interviews, whatever. He's just sitting back in the chair like. Listen, if he was in New York, I, if Kyrie was in New York, I swear to God, James Dolan would have traded him already. That's all. I swear to God. I swear to God, James. Going, man. Right? Yeah, it would. I can only imagine Mark Burr. Oh, my God. <laughs> all those guys, you know, they would have came out the Woolworth. I'm quite sure they already had printed articles and stuff ready, ready for that. But nobody cares about the Nets. You know, so hold on two so seconds. Let me check with my coworker. I think he fell. Oh my god! <laughs> 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 That's hold on. Yeah, I hope he didn't fall, man. Oh my god! But yo, uh, you know what I was saying about Durant, man. You know, Durant, he when he came to New York, he 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 wanted to. Um, he said um that he just wants to hoop. He don't care about the nonsense. That's why he chose one of the reasons why he chose to come to to New York with Kyrie and play with the Nets because he just wants to hoop without the bullshit, right? So now the Knicks ain't got nothing going on. I said the worst thing that's happening right now is Mitchell Robinson and his injury. That's the only thing that's just the bad happening with the Knicks right now. The other thing that's happening, um, in in New York is all on the other side of the river and it's all circulating around Kyrie Irving. You know, so a guy like um Durant, you know, he he, he sacrificed a year and stuff like that, you know, because of his injury. Uh, but he came back and put the team on his back. You know, James Harden is there now, so it's a, it's a big, big whoop to do in in Brooklyn. But this is not the way that he wanted things to go. You know, so you know, I I, I could, I, you know, I don't I don't really feel for him. You know, because he's one of those guys that he's an internet troll himself. You know, so I don't really care about about, about Durant's, um, you know, what, what's going on with him when it comes to basketball and that type of thing. But it does suck, man. It's a distraction. You just want to play basketball. You're you're, you're basically one of the, the um, championship contenders. So I mean, like, you know, I did mention Ben Simmons and Kyrie Kyrie Irving. That would be a great trade, man, because um, you know, I don't think the Nets really have like a power forward kind of thing. So you could stick um this guy, uh, you know. Uh, you know, Ben Simmons at power forward and have Durant at the three. And then, you know, whoever else they got at center, you know, the young guys that got a center, you don't have Kyrie no one, but you got Harden. And now you got those other young guys that they drafted. You got a nice little, little mix there. So that would have been dope to, to have here. So I'm a, I'm a pop state off real quick while he, <laughs> Oh, they got a lawsuit happening right, right on, on the screen. Lord have mercy. But we're going to bring um Sergeant here, man. What's going on, Sergeant? What's good, my brother? How you doing? Chilling, chilling, man. I think I think I ran into you one time on uh, on um what it might have been uh, Freezy show. Yeah, I think somebody's show. I, I yeah. think it was Freezy show. Yeah, for for sure. Hey, it's a, it's a pleasure. First, first and foremost, thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. You know, first and foremost, and I I, I appreciate everything you do for for the mixed community for sure. You know what I'm saying? I appreciate you too, man. But um, since you're here, shout out, shout out what you, what you're doing on on Freezy's um on network that you got going on. So, you know, uh, we, we just finished uh episode of the pod couple. We do that every Thursday at 6.30, you know what I'm saying? So if you ain't got nothing better to do, uh, tune in 6.30 every Thursday. If you got something better to do, change your plans and tune in anyway. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's how that's we happening. go. You know what yep. I'm saying? <laughs> that, that's what we do. Yeah, that's how I feel too, man. I feel like, yo, if you don't want to watch this, just change the channel. <laughs> you that's know what it. I'm saying? That's it. You yeah, got this. Yeah, they got so many, so many of us out here, you know. And like I said, we all are friendly with, with each other. We all support each other. So, like, if you're gonna want to go check out uh, a next guy, go ahead and do that, you know. And then you come back maybe at, once you watch that, and then 
you know, you, this is like it's almost like T. This is like the new TV. Like you know, switching channels. You could just it, click one video, watch that. Click another yeah. guy's video, whatever. To support the guys you support, you know. Facts, facts. for everybody. You know, it, 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 it's all about love. You know what I'm saying? Because we we all talking about that thing that we love, and, and that's the New York Knicks. You know what I'm saying? It, it, that that's what it's all about at the end of the day. And and you know, think about it. So I've been on this planet Earth for uh, a half a century. You know what I'm saying? So I've seen the evolution of, of Knicks fans. And and for me, myself personally, I have lived uh, those things that that cause Knicks fans to be what people will, 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 will talk about and say, well, you're unrealistic. Well, you have not lived my pain. So once you walked in my shoes, you will understand why I have the take that I have, you know, at the end of the day. So that that's what that's what it's all about, and I'm trying I'm trying to be better. You know what I'm saying? When when you go to counseling, you know what I'm saying? When you got to lay on the sofa <laughs> and, and have have someone tell you what's wrong with you, I, mm -hmm. imagine this for a second, right? You you are really paying somebody to tell you how fucked up you are. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? You you are literally paying somebody to tell you that, but you know at the end of the day. You know, we, we learn from life experiences and, and and what it's all about is we want our New York Knicks to be uh, to take that next step in, in evolution and be, you know, in, in, in that conversation every day at the end of the day. That's what we're about. Yeah, man. It's, it's a different perspective. Like like, like we were talking about just um the fact that you've been here for half a century. I'm almost there. You know, I got I got maybe like, you know, a couple more years before I, I get to that. Don't that, rush that don't yeah, rush. I ain't rushing it. I ain't rushing it. My hairline is 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 going back though. So they, they, my hairline seems to be in a rush. But you know, this this is a thing like 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 people have like like strong opinions, or whatever. But it, like if you're not 30 yet, whatever, you haven't lived the 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 um, on this earth long enough to even have an opinion. You know, so so such strong opinion. True. You know, that. you haven't even seen anything in, in your life to to have that that type of opinion. That's why a lot of times I get I get annoyed, and a lot of times I don't even react because I've seen it before. That's that's the beauty with experience. You know, they, they say like like um you know knowledge is is um it's wasted on the old or whatever they say, like you um yeah. youth is wasted on the young, that type all those cliches and stuff like that. That's a real that's a real thing, man. You know, it, it is, it is, and, and I, this, this is what I want. I don't want people to get uh confused about you know what we're talking about right now, right? Because at the end of the day, it's all about we want to see our team progress and, and get better. And I think we're on a trajectory to be able to get that done, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, I, I tell people all the time, I, I know you guys were talking about Tibbs a little bit uh, a little bit ago when I tuned in. Um, I, I think Tibbs is is he, he's that guy. So I, I use this analogy on, on our show earlier today, right? So if you're building a house, the person that you contract to build your foundation is not the person that you contract to put a roof on your house. That that's two different skill sets, right? So so Tibbs is that guy that's gonna build that foundation. And once the foundation is built, you got to bring in the next contractor to take us to the next phase of, of what the project is and what we got going on. That, that's how I look at it. N nothing against Tibbs, right? He is doing what he was hired to do right now. But in everything that we do, there is always going to be an evolution. That's my that's my boy right there. What's, <laughs> What's up, OG? What's up, man? What's up, man? How you? Did, did, did he die, State? Huh? Nah, 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 nah. He dropped one. Of, nah, he dropped one of those. He dropped one of those oh, machines. One of those ventilating machines. I'm like, yo, what's up, man? Sound like Hulk in, man. man. <laughs> you turn the show into the into the get indicted hotline and shit. Like, oh my god, we gotta give statements now. Oh my god. 
Yeah, so what, what were we talking before before you got out of here? We, we were talking about, um, you know, did, did we get the Tom Thibodeau yet, or were we still kind of, like, getting there? Um, nah, we did it. Oh, I, I think we were still on the whole uh, well, um, team COVID thing, but I, I, yeah. I guess we G-Man, can get past that. Well, well, um, unless you want to ask OG. Um, yeah, Jim, man, what's your, what's your thoughts on the, on that whole COVID thing? You know, the stuff going on everywhere, so, you know, basically. So I, I, I look at it like this, right? And, and again, uh, we talked about this on, on our show as well. Um, as well, so let, let's take this out of the NBA and let's look at it from a holistic standpoint. Anything that we do in life, there are rules and regulations to everything. That there is. And if, if you want to be a part of, of what's going on, you have to adhere to what these rules are. If you don't, then don't. And go on and do something different, right? That, that's your choice. It's a personal choice. Now, whether it's uh, religious, whether it's, uh, you know, uh, the conspiracy theorists, or whatever it is, whatever your choice is, is your choice. You should not be um, beaten down because of the choice that you make. That, that's your personal choice. So... When, when we're talking about, so this is my thing. And, and I said this on our show earlier today. Why are, and, and people have outlined four players in the NBA that chose not to get vaccinated, right? That's a personal choice. Why are we vilifying these guys? The only thing that's going to happen to them, you're not going to get paid. You have a potential to be traded because you're not available uh, for your teammates, right? So, but that's the choice that you make. Why, why is that a story? So, so what, what, what mainstream media does, right? They want to take people that, uh, that they choose to voice what their opinions are. And once they do that, then all of a sudden you're the villain. So let, let's take this back a couple, uh, well, I'm not going to say a century. Uh, let's take it back a decade or two or three, right? So the same thing happens when you talk about a Martin Luther King when you talk about a Malcolm X, right? So when you you plaster these guys on the TV, oh, you were saying something contrary to what everybody else believed. So you're the, you're the villain. You're the bad guy. I I believe this. I believe that in a team sport for a Kyrie Irving, a Bradley Bill, a Wiggins to come out and say, okay, this is what I believe, they have to think in their mind, I am impacting my teammates. So do my teammates outweigh what my personal belief is? That's the question. Yeah. And when you take that stand, you have said my personal beliefs outweigh everything else that's going on. Period. Point blank. Period. Right. And I have to respect that. Now, what the team does after that standpoint? Oh, I know what they're about to do. They're about to get on the phone and be like, "Hey, stay. Hey, check this out. I got this kid right here. Uh, he, he, he's a good ball player." If you give me this, that, and the third, I can give him to you. And, and then you have to make the, the realization and say, well, if you did that there, what makes me believe that you won't do it here? And do I want that problem? Do, do, yeah. do, do, do I want that, that, that smoke? You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, at the end of the day, it's about your personal beliefs and, and your personal choice. Whatever you do, as, as a, you're a grown-ass man. Whatever you do, yeah. it, it's what you do. You know what I'm saying? I, I don't I don't I don't flow one way or the other. The only thing I'm about right now is what's best for uh, this is what I was saying. I'm glad the Knicks are not having to go through that process. That's all <laughs> I was doing right now. I'm Absolutely. glad we got the issue. 
Yeah, State was saying the same thing. The guys, you know, they take care of their own, whatever business they got, whether they're married or in the streets, whatever. They take care of all their business. We don't hear about it. All we hear about is basketball. You know, so that that's just being a grown man. The thing with, with Kyrie, um, what he said, he made his little little comment. Then he said, respect my privacy. That's bullshit. Yeah, you know, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Because you, yeah. you know what the stakes are. You know what the stakes are. You know the season was happening. You know you weren't going to get vaccinated. You should have notified somebody, and this should have been rectified earlier on. At, earlier on. Maybe, like I said, maybe he could have got traded for John Wall or something like that. Maybe he could have got traded for Ben Simmons. It, it, th- things like that could have happened, but this could have been done and taken care of a long time ago. Wait, not, so, not today. I, I, I would say this, right? I would say that Kyrie's rep right now is kind of like this, right? So there, there are a couple of things that he's done prior to this that gives credence to the, the I guess, the um, the condemnation that people have for Kyrie right now, right? So so when you come out, you're a grown-ass man, right? And, and, and you come out and say, the earth is flat. Man, stop playing with me right now. For real, for real, you, you come on. I, there, there, there's gonna be some credibility issues in anything you say after that. You, you got to think, like, I mean, realistically about what it is that you say, and and how impactful you want to be with the statements that you make. If you want your statements to have credibility, you have to be credible. You can't come out and, and give me some old hokey doke just because you know you had one or two. Uh, patrons too many to the head, and now you want to get on live, or you want to do a live stream, or or, or or a message and say, "Well, hey, I believe, ladies and gentlemen, I don't care what you say, the Earth is flat," and people gonna be looking at you like, "What in the world is Kyrie Irving talking about?" And then after that, you're gonna say, "Okay, well, I'm not gonna show up for work." Stay. If you took just you didn't call nobody. You didn't you didn't text nobody, you didn't put in no vacation time, and you just said, I'm not coming to work for five days. What would happen to you? I wouldn't be working. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, you know, all, all this all this crap with Kyrie, man, it, it, it is what it is. I hope and pray that, you know, whether it's religious or or he just needs to sit down again on somebody's couch and have a, a deep personal conversation truthful I, I wish the best for the brother you know what i'm saying but he is not good for for the brooklyn Nets right now and in saying that i am so happy so so happy that he did not end up on the Knicks squad i am because we we ain't got time for that right nah. now for what we're trying to do yeah. we dodged the bullet you know you know state state I, you know I, I made the joke already but you know state was like that uh, he might be a five percenter but yo five percent is if you don't know today's math mathematics you get your ass beat <laughs> you know what i'm saying for yeah, sure. so, yeah so like you're saying the earth is flat man let me get out of here i should beat your ass for that shit. that's what five percenters would do they will beat your ass and say the world is flat blah, 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 blah. what's the mathematics on that you know what i'm saying yo just just think about it like this right Kyrie was the one who dragged Kevin Durant to Brooklyn. Yep. And he's basically the reason why Steve Mills and Scott Perry went to Julius Randle and gave Julius Randle that contract. Back, yep. Um, Kyrie is the reason why, basically, right now, as I'm looking at how both the Knicks roster and the Nets roster is currently constructed, and as far as like assets is concerned, it's looking real shaky. And like Kyrie's a great player, he's a Hall of Famer. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and 
me, I respect people who got a different opinion than other people. So I'm going to always respect Kyrie Irving. Like, I'm not really, I, I, I'm not mad at the things he said. It's just how he comes off. It's like he don't really give a damn about nobody else but himself. It comes off as selfish. Yep. And um, it takes a certain type of person to uh, understand a person like Kyrie. Because uh, an OG can under, uh, an OG could probably understand where Kyrie's coming from. Rather than a teenager, people like, what the hell is this man is talking about? But, um, well, not all teen, um, all teenagers, but some. But, you know, Kyrie, he always wants to sound like he's the smartest person in the room. And, you know, I, I respect people like that. Like, if you feel that way, if you're confident about the things you're saying, you got a belief about the things that you believe in, then say it. But at the same time, Durant avoided the Knicks, right? Yeah. Randall wanted the smoke. And I respect that because you had people like me ready to trade Randall for Brad. Um, who, who I wanted to trade him for? Marvin Bagley and Buddy Hill. Let me get a first round pick. Yeah, from Sacramento. Yeah, from Sacramento. And, and you know, that was one of my favorite trades last summer. Now I look like a dummy and Randall got re signed. So um, jokes on you, State. And, <laughs> you know, Randall's fully vaccinated. Like, it, I, like, I'm so glad we legit don't have to sit here. I say, oh man, here we go again, yeah. No doubt, <laughs> no doubt, no doubt. So, so those outside influences is, is definitely what we don't need when we're talking about rebuilding and, and you know get, getting the franchise to the next level. We 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 don't need those those distractions for sure, for sure. Yeah. But we, we definitely dodged the bullet uh, in, in everything that went on. And, and and you know, I was mad when when I heard that you know KD could potentially came to the Knicks. I'm like, what you mean he's going to Brooklyn? Oh my God! Well, look, I had a meltdown. I had to look. I had to be in. in I had to go outside and 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 do a whole bunch of woosahs and in the spa and and all the other stuff. I, I was upset, but you know, looking back on it right now, we we definitely dodged the bullet for sure. For yeah, sure. I, I felt the same way too. I, I had to get my drink. I had to sit back and think about it. So now, because I got the podcast going, I already didn't said a whole bunch of stuff now. So now I got to sit back and yeah. figure out how I'm going to clean up everything that I said. You know, based off of really just a, a thought, somebody just put it out there, and everybody just went for it, and then yeah. now we look crazy, whatever. But you know, like, like I said, things things happen for reasons. So, you know, like I said, through it through experience, whatever. Young younger people that just experiencing this stuff now, they, they they'll they'll remember this and whatever, and you know, and just just go from there. But you know, like you know, in order for us to get Julius Randle, for him to get there, and for all the things that's happened for us right at the at the moment, that would not have happened unless unless we um you know dodge that bullet. You know, you know, a few years. It only was a few years ago. It was not that long ago. So, so, uh, fellas, I appreciate you having me on. But you know what? I got real life stuff to do in the AM. So, and once you get over, you know, that half a century mark, I got to get my slap. <laughs> I, I got to get my slap. You know. But for sure, this this would not be the last time I visit this platform. I appreciate you guys for having me. And I'm I'm gonna pray for you because you you up here with state and you know state gonna be in business. I already I already know how it go. <laughs> yeah, state, state's my guy, man. State's one of the best. All, all you guys, you guys are some of the best best guys out there, man. So appreciate no doubt. You hey, hey, I appreciate on. you guys, man. You know what I'm saying? Appreciate salute, Georgia. Salute, salute, salute. No doubt. All right, Mr. State. Well, um, we we would. On our way getting to, to to Tom Thibodeau before before we um we had uh, Mr. Sergeant come up come up in here. So um how you how you want to take it this way? Um, 
first, first, I want to just thank God that I, I, I want to talk about the Ben Simmons situation real quick. But I want to um bring something to the light. I I, I like what I, I like what the Knicks has done so far. So let me paint this picture to you, dog. Let's say you got a team like Philly, right? And you got a franchise center who is 300 plus pounds. He's a generational talent. He can't stay healthy. You know that he's already been out basically for two seasons already with knee issues. Um, So you know he's not going to play all 82 games, right? You know today's NBA, they play fast, right? And now they're at a fork in the road because when you have a guy like Embiid, you want to compete now. And he and if he's your best player, like and you don't have a guy on the same level as him, but a wing player, I don't think it's never gonna work. I don't think Tobias Harris is that guy. I think Tobias Harris, he's a great champ. He could be my fourth option. He'd be a damn good fourth option on a chain on a championship team. He, he's not good enough to be a third option. When you look at the Bucks, you got Drew Holiday, you got Chris Middleton. Who are you taking out of those three? I'm taking Chris Middleton and Drew before I take Tobias Harris. Chris Middleton and Drew, both two-way players. And Middleton shows up in the playoffs. And he he can guard the other team's best player because usually Giannis doesn't do that. Um, Middleton does that. And he's a damn good player. And, you know, so you got a guy like Embiid, right? You got Tobias Harris. That's your other max contract, right? So... Your other all-star player wants out. Today comes out that Embiid said, oh, I thought we should have kept Jimmy Butler, but then we went and got Al Horford because Ben Simmons needed the ball in his hands. I'm like, hmm. So you first you say, First, you blame him after the Game 7 loss. Like, you clearly blame him. We all know this. We don't even got to play the audio, right? The coach says he's not a championship point guard, right? And you actually throw him under the bus again like that? I don't uh, so, so, let's say, real quick, right? You trade Ben Simmons. Not going to get equal value, Right? You still want to compete for a championship after this trade. So you're not going to just trade him for anybody. But the caveat is the team that trades for him going to have to build an offense around him. How the hell is that going to be possible before before this season, before next season is done? How? See, that's that's the whole problem. You know, um, we, we talked about it before, but you got to blame Philly. You know, uh, the, the, the management there, they had no foresight. You know, like like um, when you have those two type of players, it's two different styles of play. You know, so you got to draw the line in the sand and say, listen, we got to pick one, you know, because we have to build around a certain player. Like you mentioned, Tobias Harris is now stuck in between two guys that he can't play with either one of them. And now now when uh, when uh, Embiid is hurt, you know, now Tobias Harris got to be somebody that he's not. Um, ben Simmons didn't show up. Now Tobias Harris got to be somebody that he's not. You know, you know what I'm saying? You take one of those guys out and replace them with somebody else that complements what's happening. On the team now, you have something different going on. Now Tobias Harris can be Tobias Harris and not have to be mellow. <laughs> you know, you know, you know what I'm saying? Because he's not, he's nowhere near Mellow's stratosphere. 
You know what I'm saying? So, like, you get rid of um, Embiid, maybe get a couple pieces there to fill out the roster. Now you have a good team. You take Ben Simmons out, get a get a, um, get a point guard in there or somebody that compliments Embiid and Tobias, now you got a squad. You know you know what I'm saying? There's so many different ways that, that, that you could do it. So, I mean, like, I mentioned John Wall because it just came to my head. John Wall right now is not doing anything. But at, at least the, between John Wall and um, and the uh, the Houston Rockets, they both made a decision and said that I'm not going to play for y'all. And they said, yeah, we don't want you to play for us. You know, so make that decision early. You know what I'm saying? Put it out there that way. If something comes up, you can make that that um, that deal nice and easy. So I think I think that's what that's what it should should that's what Philly should have did. And then right now, John Wall for for Ben for Ben Simmons works to me because you could put Ben Simmons now at the power forward or small forward to play along with um you know Michael Porter Jr. they have over there, and um, what's his name? Is, is it no Kevin Porter Jr. and um the other kid on Jalen Green? Now you got something. Um, to play with over there, style of play that, that that you can go with, and then you send John Wall over there with the uh, Embiid. Uh, now, now you know you just have more a more aggressive point guard. You know, maybe it'll, it'll work. You know. Yep, yep. I, I I don't know. I don't know what trade we can do. I mean, I, I I don't know what trade we can do in order. I mean, I don't know what trade uh, Philly can do in order to be successful and try to win a championship, but not look like they tanking at the same time. They got to do something, man. You know, I mean, see, right now, right now, this is not the time to do it. It should have been done already because now, now you're in training camp. You got to get guys ready for the season. Guys are still trying to get in shape. You know, the coaching staff is still trying to figure out what they want to do. Now you have all this turmoil going around your team. Now you're like, you're stuck now. You're like, well, what the hell am I supposed to do? How are we going to how are we going to um, combat this and um, salvage the season? You know, because because it is 82 games. It takes a long time. But. You know, while this is happening, you can you can basically destroy the whole season right now in the beginning, you know, b- before you can you can even get started. It's crazy. Yeah, that, that that's crazy. I, I I don't know. And like, who's you gonna trade Ben Simmons for? That's gonna have you better than the Bucks. I don't think there's no trade out there for him. So if I'm Philly, I'm sitting, there, I'm waiting it out. Um, that's the best advice I got for that. I will wait it out, man. And I will find the hell out of Ben Simmons. Because at the same time, Ben Simmons, you can't you can't point at nobody but yourself. Um, you're a great player. You're too good of a player to pass up an open dunk. Like you're too good for that. Even though um Thabo was the one who actually lost the game. Low key people who talk about J.R. Smith, but low key George Hill was the one that missed free throws. <laughs> like, but you know, he looks like the villain right now. The fans don't want him. When Randall had a bad season last season, we didn't, like, people wasn't making, like, we wasn't burning his jersey or nothing. People wasn't making videos like, get the F out the city, y'all. Uh, uh, we don't want you here. You think, uh, uh. Like, I was saying, uh, yeah, like, we, we we wasn't being that disrespectful. He still put up 20. He still put up um 19 and 9. He still put up 19 and 9. So it's like. It's not like he wasn't producing. It's just we uh, like uh, me personally. I just expected better. Like play better basketball. Like you can put up the numbers, but don't be, don't play like that ever again. But he had him for a few years too, man. He, he was hurt his first year, and then he played um what what's his four seasons? He he played with them. So Philly fans already know what they're getting out of him. Especially he averaged fifteen. He averaged sixteen. Um, sixteen again. And last year he averaged fourteen. Uh, you know, you know what I'm saying. So they they're not seeing the progression as far as his his um points per game and that that type of thing. 
you know, and then like Philly fans, you can see that it's not working with Embiid and stuff like that. The, the um the franchise is a thing too. Doc Rivers is 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 Doc Rivers. You know what I'm saying? So you signed Doc Rivers, and now you're wasting Doc Rivers with all this BS that's happening. See, like imagine like we, we signed Tom Thibodeau. Now all of a sudden we're going through the same thing that Philly's going through. Now now you're wasting the whole fact that we got Tom Thibodeau there. You know, and you basically destroyed everything you got going on there. You know, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, it's 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 unfortunate for them. You know, but um, you know, I hear what you're saying about the um, you know, uh, you know, for Philly to just leave Ben Simmons on on the rack, whatever, and then just do what they got to do with that. But um, if if they if they tell Ben Simmons to leave and uh, and um, don't come back until they figure it out, what does that do to the franchise? You know, what I'm saying you you put the um the 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 fan base um you know you know already like we already said the fan base is going crazy, man. You're gonna put the fan base on notice. You're gonna put you just screw everything up. You know you know what I'm saying? I'm not sure if you heard heard what I was saying there. Yeah. Oh, oh, please say that again. My bad. I was telling my coworker. Well, um, I cleared the I cleared the floor. Well, you know, just basically, you know, Ben, you know, I was saying that they have Doc Rivers. So could you imagine if this was happening to the Knicks, we have Tom Thibodeau. You're wasting Tom Thibodeau. He's not going to live forever. You know, Doc Rivers is not going to live forever. So right now you have him here. So you should be uh, you should be thinking about uh, bettering the team. You know, so, you know, I hear what you're saying about leaving Ben Simmons on, on the shelf and, and um, making him wait out and that type of thing. But what does that do to the franchise? What does that do to the fan base? You know, you, you basically destroy everything. You know, yeah. you, you destroy everything. You know, like as a team, if, if this happened to the Knicks right now, I would be heartbroken right now, because because like like right now, I'm thinking that we might be a championship contender. Now you're talking about that we might not be anything for a whole year. You know, yo, bro, I like, and that's honestly like I I found myself like being appreciative of of um, Julius Randle even more. Um, less slander on Twitter. Not talking bad about the playoffs was cool. I don't even you if you notice, I don't even bring him up when I talk about the playoffs. I talk about one man, the Thibodeau. <laughs> I don't even bring him up because how can I and and and, and this is for, for a lot of you guys, like what I'm about to say. I know a lot of y'all in the chat is around my age. I'm 31, and I've been watching the Knicks for 20 years, going on 21. How can I sit here and I watch Julius Randle, who's become arguably, no, he is the best free agent that walked through the Knicks. No, we traded for Carmelo, so that don't count. But he's the best free agent that walked through the Knicks door since I've been 10 years old. And that's 2000. We traded Pat in 01, I believe. Yeah, I believe it was 01. And then we got guys like Jerome James and we got Stephon Marbury. And, you know, we got all these free agents. And they come here, they get fat. Or you got guys like um, I know you watched the Knuckleheads podcast. He said, "Yo, dudes are scared to come outside in New York. Like these is Nick players, these is millionaires. They scared to come outside. You go to the store, you know, Aki, A, A, B, B, come in, you play bad. What's up? You know, that the Ox is talking about you, and it's crazy how like, like even with a guy like Jerome James." Please give the story about Jerome James, dog. I'm I'm interested in, in hearing about the real story about Jerome James. I know you know something because Julius Randle, like I said, family man, vaccinated. And I told you, I told you Julius Randle, he's probably one of the first people to get vaccinated. You don't hear him getting in trouble. Even last season, you ain't hear him getting in trouble or nothing like that. No squabbles at practice, nothing like that. You no know, great leader. 
always in the gym, even when Thibodeau said, you know, our guys is always in the gym, this, that, and the third. So I, I, I need you to explain to me what the hell happened with Jerome James and these guys. Like, what transpired at that time? Like, please, the floor is yours. I, I, I got to know. Well, Jerome James, it wasn't really that serious. He, I, I don't think he loved basketball. That's basically it. He he basically ate his way out the NBA, but you know I will give him credit. You know so Isaiah Thomas was trying to was trying to get talent, pull talent out of his ass basically. You know um, you, you can just go down on to every single player that he picked up. He took a he took a fly on everybody, even Jamal on Crawford when he was with Chicago. You know he was hoping that Jamal Crawford would become something way better than than he was. You know Jamal Crawford was good, but he was he was expecting him to be like Jordan or something when when he brought him over here over here. You know same thing with Eddie Curry. When he saw Eddie Curry, he thought he looked he thought he was looking at Shaq. You know hoping that he would be Shaq. You know let me let me bring him here and then I'll I'll mold him into whatever. So basically that's that's all it was with with everybody that Isaiah Thomas brought over. But you know with, with the thing with Jerome James when um when he was with uh, Sacramento. But was it Sacramento or, or no? I think it was um Seattle. Excuse me, Seattle. It was Seattle. Yeah, so they I think they swept um Sacramento or something like that. But whatever team that that Jerome James was on before, you know, he swept them or whatever. So he um at the at the post game interview, he had a, a plastic bag over his shoulder. And the reason why he did that is because when when they got rid of him from this prior prior team, they gave him a garbage bag to empty out his locker. So you know, <laughs> it, it 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 seemed like the dude had had balls, like he cared. But as soon as he got here, he just he he just basically cashed out, you know what I'm saying? And ate his way out the league, you know. Wow, um, big snacks is what they call him on Wikipedia. Wow, big snacks, yeah. And uh, so, it's like, go ahead. We, we we took the bullet right between the eyes during that freaking um era, man. I feel like everybody that we that we picked up was we got a stupid ass story. For every single uh, every single player so you know when i um, when um general was here we were talking about experience and stuff like that well um, you just remembered it because we just been through it so now the same thing that we've been through already philly's going through it now houston is going through it brooklyn is going through it the Knicks have been through all that shit already so so when i see it you know you know i'm not really surprised because it happened to us already but at, at the same time i don't have no sympathy because when it was happening to us we were the laughing stock you know so now it's time for somebody else to get get some um you know to eat the cat poop yeah man yeah man so sh shout out to randall man i can't be mad at um everything that's going on man it's it's tough to watch today's nba and just the world in general you know even outside of the nba like you got regular people who is going through a lot of things um shout out to carl anthony towns man i really really feel bad for that kid uh before we even get to the Thibodeau stuff uh it's connected you, though it's still connected it, to the it, 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 well yes it is connected to um to each other um, how do you feel about towns man Did, i know you uh, talk to me about towns because you the one who brought that whole town situation up first because i remember i never thought about towns i always thought towns and randall was a stupid <laughs> front court combination but I've been sitting on it. I've been thinking about it for like two, three months. I've been sitting on it. And I'm curious to, because I know you watched it, um, his last, well, his media day, he was talking about teammates and stuff. But how, how, how do you feel about him, Nick? Well, you know, the same thing. I, I just had that, that Mitchell Robinson episode before we started this. You know, Mitchell Robinson is only on 23. Uh, Colonel Anthony Towns is only 20, what is he, 25? 25. Now? 
Yeah, he's 25. These guys are still young, man. Even, even you, you're, you're 31. So think back to where you was at 25. You're, you're a different person now compared to then. You know, different old mindset to everything that's going on with, with your life is different. You know what I'm saying? So, so these, these guys are, are experiencing real life things for the first time in their life. He lost his mom. He lost a bunch of people in his family. And that, that's one thing that he didn't he didn't um, say. He was just kind of just talking about the team and stuff like that. But outside of that, his personal life was kind of chaotic as well. So that's a lot of pressure for 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 a dude to be going through all that stuff. But even though he's going through that, the last you know, I'm not not even the last three years for his career: 22, 11, uh, and and three with a block and a half, a steal, almost a steal a game. You know, you know, and great percentages all across the board. You know he's basically at fifty percent um from from the field, but he still shoots um forty percent from three at as as like a center. I mean, so going through the stuff going that he's going through with the front office and going through everything that's going that he that he takes with him at home, you know, I th- I think you got to give some respect to 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 the kid. You know he, he um I don't know I don't know if um the people want to call him soft. I don't know if you want to call him soft. You know you know just you know I I don't know personality outside of that maybe he might be a little flaky. Or a little bit um, immature in that way, or, or whatever you want to say, but you know you can't say that, that, that this kid is not afraid of hard work, or not afraid to to um, or or just not like he knows how to compartmentalize things and still succeed in 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 what he's trying to do, you know. Yeah, I I, yeah, I think the one thing I hate about um, the misconception about cat is when people call him soft. Yeah, that's ridiculous. He averages 27 and 11 with four assists. That's soft. Okay. I've never seen a Nick center in my life for average that. Those prime Ewan numbers. And I got killed on Twitter when I said that. But yo, you got look at those, those numbers. It's crazy. And he's doing all of this. Granted, you're the best player on the team. You're supposed to be winning. Zach Levine ain't been winning. Shit, how long? You get what I'm saying? He's averaging damn near 20, 26 a game, 27 a game. So, you know. I think um, definitely get a kid a break, and you know, I can't I, I can't call him soft, man. That whole spat with Jimmy Butler, man. Certain teammates, certain personalities just don't mix with certain personalities. Jimmy Butler is a dominant personality. Carl Anthony Towns is not a dominant personality. I'm, I'm, matter of fact, you get a glimpse of it. The interview with Cat and uh, Ant Man, and remember um. Call Anthony Towns was like, yo, call Rachel. And then the interview, you know, during the interview, well, the media session, the guy asked Call Anthony Towns, you know, what was good with your spat with Jimmy Butler? And NBA were said, nah, yo, I got this. Yo, that's just a basketball thing, man. They just talking shit, man. That's just, that's just basketball, man. That's that's for the love of the game. And that's cool. Okay, you good. The 19 year old, 20 year old is the big dog. And he, because, that means that you got some type of um you definitely have some type of what's the word i'm looking for you say so in the locker room right yeah respect you got a little yeah, bit of respect. Yeah, you got, got some respect so I, I like that man I, I like to see stuff like that man it's, it, it's good to watch man it's good to see man that's, that's one thing too I, I guess anthony edwards just him being a rookie he see that that carl anthony is a good dude he's a strong dude but you know you know so he said listen I'll take that question and leave him alone. You know, you know what I'm saying? He, he don't got to take all of this. I'm here now to, you know, ask me to que- ask me a question. You know what you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So that, that's that's all that's all about growth too as a as a as a professional, you know what I'm saying? Just just growth. Well, what, what, do you, what do you think about Carolina Towns? Do you, do you think he he's worth um a trade because I know I've talked about it. We've talked about it before. 
But you know, right at this present time, what do you, what do you think about that? I don't know. I'm conflicted on. I'm conflicted. Uh, I just, I just don't see how. Why would I pick Cat with Randall? I gotta have a and I gotta have a small forward and a shooting guard, and both of those two guys gotta be elite defensively. Randall, don't don't get me wrong. Like Randall gives Randall plays well on defense. He gives a shit about defense. Even no, Randall is he's a mixed bag. Um, Randall have a bad night on defense. The next night he'll have a okay night. Then the next night he'll be extremely solid. Then he'll go to bad. And Randall's up and down on his defense. Cat, his defense is terrible. Um, but the kid still gets a block plus per game. Um, I think it's just a one two, and I think it's just. You know, I, I just don't – I've never seen the Timberwolves build around him correctly until now. And it's just like what he said, you know. It's no continuity in the roster, um, different regimes, um, <clears throat> Frank Milliken, and different regimes, different <laughs> management teams, um, different teammates. So that's tough, man. That's tough when you're a leader of a basketball team. You have constant turnover all the time. That's very tough. Right, and then the pressure is for him to continuously um, com- um, compete and put up the numbers. He's been he's been doing everything on his end he's supposed to do, but the franchise not. You know, so I totally get why why he vented that way, you know, because it was basically like no like nobody's listening. Uh, I know my agent said don't say nothing, but listen, I gotta say something, man. Somebody gotta do something about this, you know. Mm-hmm. So you know maybe he might be the guy to leave, you know. Maybe uh, you know I, I I don't know. There's so many so many different different uh, variables in the NBA right now. Like I said, we I, we already mentioned. Houston, Brooklyn, Philly. You know, there's a couple other teams too that that, that could um that could use a nice refresh, whatever. And there's there's plenty of players dangling, you know. And then you know the Knicks have assets as well, so the Knicks could grab somebody, you know. Maybe I don't know. I mean, for you know, for me, I I would like for them to save their assets for a superstar wing, um, somebody at the small forward spot or the shooting guard spot who can play alongside R.J. Barrett. That would be. My, that's number one on my wish list. Center is way down on my wish list because I, I feel like center is it's like today's halfback in the NFL. Um, so, so but, what, like, like what, what, what kind of wing do you think would be will fit well with um with RJ and um and Julius? You know, to be honest, man, Donovan Mitchell will be so cold <laughs> next to those two. Because you need it. That's all you need. You need a guy like that next to those two players. Yeah, but Donovan Mitchell, Donovan Mitchell is like probably like, you know, you know, he's like, you you, you like, you, you know, you have joking when you talk about RJ being a, a Hall of Famer. But Donovan Mitchell is literally a Hall of Famer at, this, at the moment right now. If he retired today, he's going to the Hall of Fame. Man. So like you're talking about basically a Hall of Fame player to come here to be that to be that guy. Yeah, Donovan Wicks. I just like the, the the combination of those three. Or you need a, a a big wing. I don't know. Maybe Brandon Ingram. Um, it's tough. Those two come to mind first, though. That's yeah. the type of player that I would want next to Julius Randle or RJ. Just a a great wing, man. A great wing. I don't I don't think RJ. I don't think his RJ is that. I don't think he's ready to take the last shot yet. Julius Randle, damn sure ain't ready. Taking no last shot for my team like ever. Um, so a, a closer would be nice, a real closer. Maybe RJ could grow into that year three. We never know, but you know, it, it, it's tough. 
Well, you know, somebody said it already. So, what, what do you think about um, Ben Simmons on the Knicks? I, you know, I, let me, me before I throw it to you. I, I just think from the salary standpoint and stuff like that, and and just what he what he does. I don't think that he does. He's gonna do anything for us. You know, with the current the, with the way that we're currently you know situated. You know, Ben Simmons could probably play small for it. I, I don't know if you still want to have him at point guard, you know, because we already have Rose and, and, and Kemba, you know. So how, how would he fit in, you think? Oh, I don't know. I don't know what that trade would look like. <laughs> yeah, because, um, I mean, you have to give up players in, in order to get. So, you know, what, what yeah. would that package look like? And I, I don't know. I don't want Drummond. The only other player I would want on that roster is Tyrese Maxey. I know they're not giving up Ben Simmons and Tyrese Maxey. And it's tough because I'm not – you could take Obi, Evan Fournier. I can't even. I can't even give you a realistic trade, yo. Because yeah. I, it, but Sherman ain't like every team needs a guy like Ben Simmons. I just don't. I just don't see how the hell you can make a team. I, I don't know. I don't see a trade happening. Not with the Knicks. After, now after December fifteenth, when you could trade guys that you signed over the summer then we'll see we, we gotta have a good type of conversation but i just don't see it I, I don't see it yeah but ben simmons makes 30 something million a year though oh so so you got to come up with 30 something million to give away so anyway you know sermon still still want to play the game here so you got rolls fournier ob iq three first round picks is that is that would you trade that for for ben simmons i'm not what do we have left i'm not doing that oh i'm not no, nah, I'm not doing that. I'm giving you OB, IQ, Anthony first round picks. If I, first of all, let me say this to Sherman. If I give up OB, IQ, or three first round picks, it better be Donovan Mitchell or Brandon Ingram or one of those guys coming back through that door. Like point blank period. Like I don't, I don't, I don't want no average. I don't want no third. I, I don't want no third option. I don't want a second option. I don't want an average player. If I'm giving up my young boys, I gotta get a young superstar in return. But look, look at that. You're talking about Derrick Rose. Derrick Rose could, could could probably come off the bench. IQ might might actually start for them eventually. Obi Toppin could probably start for them. Fournier could start for them. You know, and then you got three first round picks too. So what do you what are we doing? Are we are we trying to rebuild Philadelphia? Or are we trying to make the Knicks better? You know? Yeah, I know. Nah, that's I'm good on that. I, but I will say this. If Leon Rose could get, um, if he could get Ben Simmons for a penny, or a penny on a dollar, then you do it. By all means, you do it. If you could get him for a low, I just can't do it for that trade package. That is too much for me. That's too much. That's a crazy trade for a guy who can't shoot the ball at all. Like, no, he, he, and he you got to build 14. the, you got to build the offense around him. That's the main thing. And I know Thibodeau, Thibodeau ain't. I'm not building no goddamn offense around you. I'm gonna play. I'm gonna. I want these guys to play how the hell I want them to play. <laughs> you know, run this ship here. So yeah, I don't know, man. I don't, I don't think he's a point guard anymore. I think now you got to stop playing that game and, and put him. He he would be an advantage at power forward because he'll he could break down any power forward and, and you know and he could post up any strong enough and he could rebound and everything like that. Small forward he can compete. You know what I'm saying? So I think he really needs to be thrown in, in the forward spot and kind of like really take advantage of, of his ability to get, you know, past bigger people like that and with the strength and stuff. And then really get a real point guard in there, you know, to um for him to play off of, you know, and, and that, that type of thing. You know, so oh. I, I you know, I don't think that he, he should be like the primary point guard anymore. Yeah, I kind of disagree. 
Uh, I think Ben Simmons is a point guard. He's just one of those guys because he, he he has great handle, right? He's extremely fast. He could guard one through five. Um, you know, he's a great perimeter defender. Um, he could kind of defend the rim. Strong. People focus on the shooting part, but I, he's great at everything else. You you just described the wing though. Everything you just said, you just described a great wing. But uh, uh, like, who, who who does NBA positions any, anymore? The point guard is the guy who brings up the goddamn ball, <laughs> and Ben right. Simmons is the guy who brings up the ball. So I, I could just label him a point guard. I mean, if you want to play him as a small forward, I could see how it could work. But at the same time, you still gotta you still gotta build your offense around. I think he would flip. I think. I think he could play point guard in today's NBA. He's done it. He he's done it for th- um, three, four years already. And his best season is it's funny. His best season was when was with Dan and Sam Hinkie's roster. <laughs> and that was his rookie year. <laughs> and he's around shooting. JJ Reddick, you got um Robert Covington, got B. Now you you hear what I'm saying? Like those guys fit way better next to Ben Simmons than I don't know whatever the hell Jerry Colangelo tried to do. Did you imagine if Steve Mills had a a burnout count and was talking shit about Nick players and got caught? Somebody called him. That and somebody say yes, that is his burn account. He's been tweeting from that account. And you've been talking shit about your players on that team, bro. We would be still talking about that to this day. Like a lot of teams, they're letting them slide. A lot of the stuff is slotted under the rug, but it's all right. It's cool. Yeah, I'm. I'm kind of. I'm salty, man, because I mean, they, they don't let us get away with nothing. All this this time that we've been following the Knicks, they don't let us get away with nothing, man. So it's, it kind of angers me to see when God went to other teams and other other people around the league are doing stuff and nobody says anything. So like, like New, New, yeah, New York media would would eat them alive, you know. Yeah, man. So you know, it, it's just it's just unfortunate, you know, with the with the way that they treat us, you know, the Knicks Knicks fans, Knicks um, franchise, everything. It's just not it's just not fair, man. You know, um, when I, I when I went to uh, throw this out there, um, you know, it, it's from Capadonna. Capadonna and one of one of his songs, he goes, he went through the to, to to the fork of the road and and then went straight. You know, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm gonna let I'm gonna repeat it for Stake. He just came back. So yeah, I, I just I just read this off. Um, I went to the fork of the road and went straight. You know, what I'm saying that's essentially what what all, all these teams are doing. Philly, especially, you know, the fork in the road is is Ben and Embiid. Instead of making a decision to go which direction, they went straight. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They 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 just kept going with with that, which is gonna end up in hitting the, the divider or something like that. You know, so you're gonna crash. And that's essentially what happened. Everything else too, like the, the way that, that um Houston did their thing. All these teams you, that, that you could say they all did something that that drove them into into oblivion. You know, and like I said, nobody nobody really cares. But like, if the Knicks do it, we're on um you know ch- you know ten o'clock news you know immediately. You know, you know what I'm saying? All the everybody's there taking pictures of this shit. It's, it's I don't crazy. remember. I don't remember no um, New York news station dissing Julius Randle after his Tasmanian Devil spin move turnovers last season. I don't recall. Yo, Philly we, is dissing the Philly news, bro. Is dissing <laughs> Yeah. 
No, but we we gave it to um to Julius though. Julius had had enough um you know of, of heat on his neck from from fans and stuff. Yeah, he was giving it to him. Yo, open at night. We was booing him. All open at night. <laughs> when we was there, we all sitting in in in, in the seats and we was booing him from from the suites up there. You know yep. what I'm saying? So you know, you know he he had a, he had his um, fair share of um of um the boo birds and stuff like that. Yep. Yep. So it, it, it's tough. Um, it's tough because if, if I have, I love this saying, never trade a year too late. Right. So Philly should have made this Ben Simmons trade last summer. <laughs> With all honest, they should have made this trade last summer. So if reports is true, they tried to trade him during the season, then he was been out of there. He was bingo. Him and Rich Paul, Rich Paul probably got win. He was bingo. So, you know, now if you trade Ben Simmons, you're never going. You're not going to get equal value back. Um, that's for sure. You're not getting equal value back. So, yo, yo, Sir Sherman is is like the co-host of the show right now. So he says he's saying um something about a trade, or whatever, and then he's like, people like you are the reason why the Knicks are never good. You know, and nobody in this chat and nobody on the panel, you know, between me and you, we have no power to say what happens with the Knicks. You know, you know what I'm saying? Yep. You know, yeah. So, you know, like, that's another thing, too. You can't really blame you can't blame fans for 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 the misfortunes of the team. You know, even even though you can, you know, we, we do have like the negative energy it can, can make it worse. But um, but if if um, if you don't hit on on the decisions that we make, what, what can you do? You know? Yo, that's tough, man. That's tough. I, I like I just said, man. They should have traded him last year. Now, if you trade Ben, if you trade Ben, you might as well tank. Um, that's what I would do. Honestly, yo, yo I would trade because I would trade. I would trade Embiid so fast. <laughs> it wouldn't even so bad, like lightning because he's a he's a, he's a seven footer. He's never staying healthy. Like you can't count on him to stay healthy. I would trade him for the best uh trade package I could get. I would trade Ben Simmons. And I would have done this this summer. Honestly. If Ben Simmons would have asked out, I'd have traded both of them. I'd have traded because I don't I don't I look at the roster. If Tobias Harris is your second best player on your current roster, you're not winning anything. Right. <laughs> and it is what it is. His starting point guard, I looked at the depth chart. His starting point guard is Tyrese Maxey. <laughs> they in trouble, man. But, I mean, you know, right at the at the end of the season, with the way that Ben Simmons played and the way that Doc Rivers answered those questions, um, that when did that happen? That happened in, what, June or, or, or whenever that happened? It's September. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, your brain your brain trust, everybody that's in your front office should have made that decision a long time ago. You know, now this today is not the day to make that decision. Yeah. You know? So, that's that's tough, man. I don't, I don't know what I don't know what they're going to do. I don't know what they're going to do, but I'm glad well, we're not in that situation. Well, you know, to to bring it back to to, to Tom Thibodeau and the Knicks and stuff like that. What do we do now because you know, we don't have no drama, but the only like in the last pod that, that I did before we came on here, I was talking about Mitch. Uh, Mitch is the only drama that we have now, and the drama is just that he's coming off an injury. So, you know, if, if he's not ready to play and he's going to miss time in the beginning of the season, what does Tom Thibodeau do now? What does the franchise do now? Because, you know, we, we're expecting him to, to be to be that cog for us at, at center because we need him. 
you know, but if he's going to start the season, you know, on the on the injury reserve, what are we going to do as a franchise to, to compensate for that? It's starting to become annoyed with Mitchell Robinson, man, when it comes to his injury, man. It's starting to get annoying. It's starting to get under my skin, actually. Listen. He leaves us at a disadvantage now. Now, this, if, if, if it's true, he comes back in December, this puts two people on front street. Nerlens Tibbs. Nerlens gets to justify why he got that contract, right? But Tibbs, now, a couple of things. Tibbs, will you finally go, will you finally play a small ball unit, please? Um, A lot of people like me would love to see that. I would love to see Randall and Obi Top in the, in, in, in the front court together. Um, Tibbs, I don't see the reason why Taj Gibson gets off the bench unless Noel and Mitch is hurt. You have so much talent and you can play small. You have no excuses. So I should see Obi Top and Randall on the court together early in the season. I'm looking to see if he's going to adapt. Now, I've seen the offensive keys, you know, shoot a lot of threes. But listen, you got to play faster. You got to um, not not the Julius Randle-centric offense. You know, I think equal opportunity is the best way that this offense should go. Just like uh, random team, 2004 Pistons, um, equal opportunity offense. And I, I, listen, I think we got a lot of firepower, but this puts Tibbs on front street because I'm going to be looking at the lineups he put out there. He's going to have to go small. You can't play Nerlens all those minutes. You can't play Nerlens all those minutes, man. So you're going to see you know, like you know, I mentioned also in the last part, the dominoes are just going to fall because now you put you put guys in a position that maybe you, maybe they're not ready for, or maybe you you just weren't ready for yet. You know you know what I'm yeah. saying? So it, it causes a bunch of stuff because I mean you do you you could play the small ball lineup, but um you know does Julius Randle want to play the small ball lineup? You know what I'm saying? Is that going to work for his game? You know now 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 with the small ball lineup now you want to pick up the pace. Is that going to help um Kemba's um um situation? Is that going to help Derrick Rose situation? You know, it's, it's a it's a bunch of different things, variables and stuff like that that, that can happen. Uh, you know, defense. How does that affect defense? The, the way that you plan to strategize your defense going forward. You know, you know what I'm saying. All all these different things. All, all these things have to change now. And like like I said, it, it, like with the other teams, all the drama that they're going through. You know, right now is not the time to do that. Um, for the Knicks situation, is not as dire. You know, so I mean, you can get through training camp and figure this stuff out. You know, preseason and training camp and stuff like that. But but it is it is something that's that's going to be very different, you know. You know, it's going to be different for for Tom, and it's going to be different for all the rest of the guys too, you know. Yeah, man. Damn, man. It felt like I. I feel like I haven't seen Mitch in like a year. It feels. Yeah. It, it feels like. Has it been while. a year though? I don't even remember, bro. It's been so long since I seen a Mitchell Robinson out of you. Uh, he, I could have sworn he was healthy already. You, and here's the thing what I'm scared about, right? You put on all this muscle. It's 280 now. I would like for him to change his game up a little bit to, you know, not put so much pressure on his knees. He's already seven for one. You're gaining about, I think he was 220 when he came into the league or 240, whatever the case may be. You gained 40, yeah. 60 pounds, and now you're 280. So it is that's Mitch, man, we need you back, man. Because honestly, part of me is saying, sell high 
And I don't I, 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 listen. I, I said that about Julius Randle last season. I ain't been saying it about him for a while. Yo, when I look at Mitchell Robert, you know who I'm looking at Mitchell Robinson like? I'm looking at him like Saquon right now. Bunch of talent, great talent. Yeah, he's a hell of a talent. He's always hurt. So if it comes to a point where I gotta overpay those two set players. I'm selling hard. That's just me. I don't want to be the bad guy here, but I don't see a reason why we should be paying Nerlens ten million. We're paying Julius Randle twenty-seven some million. You know what I'm saying? And you want to pay Mitchell Robinson probably like fifteen million? I, that's I don't know. That's not logical to me. For me, just just for me personally. Yeah. So I mean, you know, like like I said, say like um um Nick's Nick's one hundred brought it brought him up already. So you know Jericho Sims. You know that you might force him into a situation where he's going to be playing minutes too. You know, so so let, let's let's say if let's say if if things happen, all, all these things move, but guys are succeeding. You know, let's let's say let's say if Mitchell Robinson don't play in the beginning of the year, but Obi comes in, small ball lineup works, and we're winning. You know what I'm saying? Let's say let's say we don't call up um Taj. You know, because Taj is older, we we um end up using Jericho, and Jericho starts playing well. Now where does now you're going to be thinking about? Okay, we don't need Mitch at all now. You know, you know what I'm saying? If everything is playing, you know, if everybody's stepping up and doing what they need to do for us to win, now you could say like, okay, well now let's get rid of Mitch Robson now. You know, he's not in our plans anymore. But you no, know, that's the that's the thing. Like the mystery about Mitch Robinson is just so intriguing because we haven't seen him in so long. Like we don't know we we don't know what we're gonna get. Um, yeah. You see, Erlen's talking about. You know, I've been working on my corner three, so it, it, that's something that. I've always emphasized on this next team, like we need shooting. We need shooting bad. And it, we need shooting from specific uh positions on the court. And that's center and that's point guard. So you see, you know, we got Kemba Walker, but at that center spot, the reason why I say I would like for my center to shoot because of spacing. Let's say in a playoff situation, you know, Giannis to shoot the ball. But the guys next to Brooke Lopez and Brooke Lopez will shoot the three. <laughs> so he, he has a lot of open lanes. You can't cheat off Chris Middleton. Can't cheat off um Drew Holiday. So it's tough to guard those dudes when all when the other four players who don't have the ball can shoot the ball very, very well. So it, that's tough. That's tough, man. Yeah. Well, um, Sherman's talking about um, uh, Sims, uh, Jericho Sims still. Yo, Jericho Sims showed post moves in in um, summer league, so I, I'm not really worried about him. You know, he he doesn't he doesn't have to be Elijah one. Nobody really has to be Elijah one. Just be basic. Have yeah. basic drop step moves, turn around, hook shot, both hands. That's basic stuff there. If you know, Jericho Sims showed that in uh, in summer league, so you know, I, th- I think he'll he'll do well with that. You know, it, for for Jericho, it's really just a matter of time for him. I think. You know. Yep. Yep. So. You know, Mitch, man, um, God bless him, man. I, I hope he can stay here. I hope he can be a Nick for the next decade. But them injuries, man, it's tough. It's tough for me to invest, especially with Nerlens. He's made of glass. So I'm damn near um, shaking about him. So it's going gonna, it's gonna to be tough when it comes to um, Tibbs and these guys, man. Any, anything else to add for um for Tom Thibodeau? Any any um any, about what he was saying or anything like that? Um, 
I really would like more to come out of training camp because we didn't, we didn't, I, we didn't get nothing that I really wanted to hear. I really want to start hearing the reporters talk about, and I guess if you if you if you want, you could play some of the um videos, but or we could wait till we could wait till next podcast and really um talk about uh training camp and stuff right before preseason because I matter of fact let, let's hold off on that for the next part we can talk about that for the next part because we just spent so much time on the whole the whole like the, the COVID thing and and your teammates and having your teammates back so I think we should definitely say that for the next show but you know Thibodeau he, he just said every, a lot of things that we want to hear but Mitchell Robinson yo man now that I think about it like I it, it's tough. It's tough. I'm so high, yo. And I'm, I, I mean that loosely. So I don't want to yeah. get look for that. Yeah, it's it's, in the, it's the beginning of the year. So I mean, it's it's worth talking about. It's worth mentioning. You know what I'm saying? You know, as as like the um the the little subplots for the for the season and stuff like that. So we it's, it's just things that we're gonna continue to monitor as thing as time goes on. You know, well our our opinions have definitely changed big time. You know, before you know. Cause I mean, cause I mean, last year we didn't even think quickly it was going to be anybody. It ended up being something big for us, you know, later on in the year. And, we, and you know, we didn't have roles at the beginning. Now, you know, it, you know, things just, are just different now, man. So, you yeah. know, everything is a wait and see. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, I I love everything. Um, what Tim's just saying, but I still kind of see him as a liar. But he's saying all the right things. And yeah. the one thing that I love about Timberwolves, and I said this at the beginning of the pod, is. He always he's always positive about his players. Like he he backs his players a lot. Like even right. when fans is crapping on him, he backs his players. And you know, I I just love what he, what he brings to the table, man. I just hope that he can adapt and, and he can you know just be himself. Honestly. Yeah. Well, here's a good question before before we get out of here. Um, Queens mm-hmm. Court, she, she, I guess she's talking about Mitch Robinson's. So, um, what do you think Mitch Robinson's value is elsewhere around the league? So good evening, good evening, good evening. Love your show. Appreciate y'all was watching your show the other night. Um, like I said before, I think I probably told you this on a par with you, um, Miss Stuff. But I think Mitch on the open market will get seventy plus million or more, and I'm sticking to that. And I have not changed my feelings upon that because just imagine a team who's who's center needy and sees a guy who's Mitchell Robinson's age, you know, probably 23, going on 24. You see a guy like that who broke the um, field goal percentage record with Alfred Payton as a starting point guard and Fisdale as his coach, by the way. Wait, wait, wait was Fisdale there yet? With Fisdale as his coach, by the way. So it, it is tough. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? To, to gouge how good Mitch can be under the circumstances of what he's been through. So a team can really take him away. I can see a team giving him 20 million. And I keep telling Diehard this. If if we don't get a contract done with Mitch, like before like the trade deadline and all that, I don't know when the deadline is. I, I think we should probably look that up. I would really look into trading him or I would keep him and then sign and trade him next summer. And get some type of value for him. And I think that's, I think looking at this roster right now, it's no way in hell they're going to pay Nerlens and Mitch. They're going to choose one of them. And I think Mitch has one of the, 
honestly messed up. Like, I think he has one of the highest values in the league. If you get a guy like Mitch, a Mitchell Robinson in the open market, easily. What? You see what Jared Allen got? <laughs> Please. That man better not touch on touch free agency. It's going to be a lot of angry Nick fans telling you that much. Well, not me because, I mean, the guy still got to – he got to prove that he could play. Oh, He got no, to be able to show up. I, I love him because he our draft pick. You know how I feel about our draft picks, man. I, I love my kids, man. Love it, love yeah. the kids. But, but you know, at the end of the day, it's yeah, about – not about the back of the jersey, right? It's about the front of the jersey. Right. Only that rule doesn't apply to Alfred Payton. But anyways, um, yeah. <laughs> you know, I love, I love Mitch, man. I love yeah. Mitch. But I don't like to talk about potential, though, man, because, I mean, you know, are you going to – see, like, look, look at that kid, uh, Michael Porter Jr. They paid him $200 million, bro. <laughs> you know, the, that, that kid is making $40 million a year. That's based off of potential. I would, I would pay him that. I, I would pay him that because that's Denver, and they're not going to never get his franchise superstar to come in the building for a free agency. So you got to pay him. And if $40 I'm Denver, million, though? I would pay him. I'm paying him the high. I'm paying him the high. I'm sorry. I'm Holy sorry. Moly. God, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, I'm paying the high. Yo, at, at least, at least Michael Porter Jr. You, you, um, he already averaged twenty. He looked like he, he looked like he, could, he's gonna be a perennial twenty point a game scorer, and whatever. So I guess you could pay for potential, but he didn't really do it yet, you know. And you're already giving him forty, and he was coming off a, of a possible. They were, they were talking about him. He might get, uh, he might not even play, you know, because of that back injury he had. They were, they were, you know, talking about that, you know. So they go from that to paying him forty million dollars, bro. That is that is crazy to me. Listen, I love everything what you just said, dog. <laughs> we picked Kevin Knox, brother. Yeah, yo, you, and, and I love Knox. Yo, but Listen, yo, imagine Michael if Knox Porter Jr. with RJ and Randall. Are you kidding me, dog? Like the most efficient. He, he has he had one of the most efficient seasons ever for a guy his age that averaged nineteen points next to Will Chamberlain. Come on, yo. Come on. You yeah. got to pay him. You got yeah. to pay him the money. Even though I hate the contract, you got to pay Yo, if if Kevin Knox was, was playing close to that, right, would you pay Kevin Knox $40 million? Because that's what we would be looking at, to, to pay him some kind of money, because this would be his year. Kevin Knox's last year. Same thing <laughs> like Mitchell Robinson. Mitchell yeah. Robinson. You're the devil, man. You can't do that. You can't do that. He gave a season that was so efficient and mirrored Will Chamberlain. What could I do with that? Come on, dog. 19 points a game does not e equivalent to what Will Chamberlain did in his career, man. No, no, but I'm saying like his efficiency was he was so efficient. Like you can't you can't not dismiss that. And then he could score. You know, you know he's a bucket. He's playing with the best passing big man in the NBA history. I, I, like I said, he's the best passing big man I've ever seen in my life. And you got Jamal Murray. Jamal Murray's locked in. You're a small market. You've already been winning. You came back from 3-1 down in the Western Conference. You, you got to pay him, dog. You got to pay him. You got to take – you got to roll that dice. Hope you roll a 4-5-6. You, you got to pay him, yo. You cannot yeah. let that type of talent – Walk through the door, and he fell to you. He fell to you. Yo, remember, remember Otto Porter Jr. when he first came into the league? Oh Same God. thing. He, they said he was efficient and all that. They ended up giving him a max contract too, and he ended up being a bum within like the next year or so. You know, being a journeyman, always injured and all kind of stuff. But you still got to pay him that max money. He's just getting off the max money contract this year. You know, you know what I'm saying. 
What you gonna say, Steve? No, no disrespect to Otto Porter Jr. I don't think he loved the game, yo. You know, you know how, it, like, I listen to all these sports podcasts. I listen to all the smoke and all that, and they basically, be, like, basically the general consensus is, you know, certain players who play basketball for the money, and certain players who play basketball um for their financial gain, and certain players who play basketball because they actually love the sport. So it's different, yo. Everybody's different, dog. Everybody's do you, different. Do you think Michael Porter Jr. is one of those guys? I think he actually loves the game. I think he loves the game of basketball. I think he's really good. He's really talented. Like no, I know his defense is bad, but he's a really good basketball player, dog. And I, I'm not mad at that contract at all for the situation that they're in now. I wish we had three. What? I wish we drafted three. I wish we drafted three players of that type of caliber. And, and what? I am getting you and if they was giving RJ 40 million, dog, I better not hear you say nothing about RJ with his 40 million. I better hear you. You better I don't want to yeah. hear that, yo. You don't get his bag. Well, it's almost it's almost the same thing because um you know Michael Porter missed it missed the year because of the back and stuff you know so he only really played like what like three seasons two I don't even I, well because on um, my my um, my phone died I can't even look it up but anyway you know Mitch um you know R J averages seventeen points a game let's say if he was up for a contract extension would you pay R J Barrett forty million dollars today based off of what he did last year. I gotta see it. I gotta see next season. I gotta. This is season. This is money no, time. No, but you gotta. No, but you gotta pay. Let's say if you had to pay RJ this summer, would you have paid uh, RJ forty million dollars? Oh, for season that he just had. Yes. No, I would pay him lower than that. But he's after his third season. If he shows up, I'm paying him the money. Look, listen, yo. When I when I first seen Jalen Jalen Brown's contract, because remember Jalen Brown, this came off of averaging like. 15 points or something like that. Like, I, I didn't think Jalen Brown really deserved the money. He was always hurt. But he started producing. He started, he showed up. And he worked he showed up after that. he got paid, which is lucky. He's lucky. <laughs> you know, Boston's lucky that he turned into a 20 point game score after he got the contract. He's lucky. Mm. You know, they're lucky over there. I don't know, man. $40 million. I don't know. And he's a good, you know, Michael Porter Jr. is a goofy motherfucker, man. He said a bunch of weird stuff, you oh, know, man. like since he's been a, a pro, you know, so. Oh, man, please, let's not stop not non-vaccinated stuff, man. I, 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 I don't even want to kill him. You know, outside of that, the whole MAGA stuff and all and, and all that, um, you know, weird Christian shit that, that he was saying. That, yeah. yeah, man, so, you know, it's just weird. The $40 million is a lot of bread, bro. That is a lot of money to give it to give a player. Uh, you know, Sherman's saying that uh, RJ is not worth forty million dollars. Uh, you know, but if, if um, let's let's say if RJ gives us seventeen points a game again, I think he's going to do better than that. But I mean, like towards the end of his contract, we're going to have to pay him eventually. Is is he worth any kind of money? I don't know, man. You know, uh, El Servi saying MJ MPJ is getting Noel money for me, ten million dollars a year. Uh, you got to be realistic realistic with the market, man. You know, like you know, we were talking about Mitch. You know, you, you said seventy million dollars on the open market. Uh, I'm, I'm quite sure a team would do that, man. But based off of what Mitchell Robinson has has done, and especially with his injury history, you know, you know, I can't I can't say I, I I could give him give him all that. You know. Yeah, I mean, we don't have to give him give him that, but um, another team will. And the NBA rules: RJ Barrett max is only twenty eight million. Okay, I'm fine with paying him that, but he yeah, got to show up. That. He got to show up. He got it. This is the season where he got to show up. He cannot make people like me look stupid. 
Like he, like you, you got people. I'm not going to mention a man, and they say stuff to me on Twitter like, "Well, if R.J. Barrett averages 15 points and he's playing great defense, that's improvement." No, Mfa. Maybe if he was drafted 25th overall, okay, cool. He can he can do that. He can regress in points. Not when you drafted third. You drafted too high. Well, one thing I want to say about the Sherman and um, uh, you know, thing what he's saying about the forty million that they, that his max is not forty, it's twenty eight. But um, then then what's um uh, Michael Porter Jr.'s match max? It, it's the it's same thing. Incentives. I think it's one seventy with incentives. The incentives. Make, that make is a lot of incentives, though. It, you got to pass him. You got to stay healthy. You got to make an All Star game. Like, you know how hard that is. He's not going to make that whole contract. I, I know, but but um, I I would assume that Michael Porter Jr.'s max is probably the same as RJ's. You know, because they because they all are on the same rookie scale. You know what I'm saying? So the twenty eight million dollar max is probably the same thing that that Michael Porter. So you mean to tell me that from twenty eight million to forty, how many incentives do you got in this contract, man? Like God damn. The new TV deal coming up, man, and you, you already heard that the cat. I, I believe we spoke about it already, but the cash space is possibly going up to 171 million. So these guys, I I, I like how the Knicks got their cat situation set up, and you know I don't think um R.J. Barrett's contract would impede on the Knicks really getting another superstar to come in, especially if we're winning consistently. Consistently, uh, that's what we need to do. Uh, we just got got to win. We just got to win every year. A lot of people might not like like what I'm about to say, but yo, you might have to beat the Toronto Raptors for the first like two, three years of your run. Like, you got to take some playoff ass kick kickings real quick. Like you got to let your young players get older. I always say to you, man, this is going to be a process, man. We two years away from me and two years away, so yeah. I'm not really on the the Knicks going to win the championship right now. We going to win it. Next summer, nah, I'm not under that, man. I'm trying to be real, realistic. And, you know, there's other teams who's way better than us. But at the same time, you never know what can happen. Because now Philly look like it's crumbling. Philly's going to crumble. Matter of fact, Philly's going to crumble. So we can throw that out the way. But then you got all of these young teams that's in the Eastern Conference. And it's like, it's going to be, it's going to get to a point, dog, where these young teams that's in the East, they're gonna have to whoever their all-star is they're gonna have to really package a lot of those young players and go get an all-star from the west to come join their team in order like realistically compete like atlanta like atlanta the knicks it's certain the raptors it's going to be certain teams that's going to i could say two three years from now you see all those young cam reddish and all of those you know Collins and all those guys, a lot of these dudes gonna be shipped out for for an all star because people gonna be like, "Yo, y'all, that Bucks team ain't gonna stay together forever." <laughs> so, but you know, you want to talk about crumbling though? Like all the all the all the superstar teams this year are crumbling. Philadelphia got a lot of drama right now. Yes. you know they, they they were supposed to be in like number two. You know the the Bucks are, are, the, are the Bucks. You know, you know, but they, they didn't get better. You know, Brooklyn got a lot of stuff in there that could crumble that their their little thing going on too. Yes. So I mean, um, Boston's another team. So all these teams got all these question marks. And the Knicks, the, like I said, we, we we're, we're kind of like like over over talking it a little bit. The the Mitch Mitch Robinson situation, but the Knicks don't have no drama. We we don't have no crazy um, stuff happening with us. 
So you know, you know, you say we were two years away from being two years away. It might be this year. Based, based, based. I'm saying based on the simple fact that that Philadelphia is crumbling. Mm-hmm. You know, they might not even they might not even make it as high as as, as um they they were projected to be. You know, the Brooklyn might might have their problems. You know, so mm-hmm. through through all that turmoil, if the Knicks are not having any turmoil, and we could if we can get healthy or maybe make an opportunity trade the way that Toronto Toronto did when they got Kawhi and all this and all this stuff, man. You know, um maybe maybe the Knicks could win this year. <laughs> I'm gonna say that almost every episode, man. And it's not based off of anything the Knicks are doing. It's most mostly based on the crumbling around us around the league. All right. our conference. So I'm gonna ask you this question. Um does Detroit win the 2004 championship without Rasheed Wallace? No, but I mean they, they had to they had to get to a point where they were good enough to 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 make make that trade, you know, to to um to get him on the team. So Pete, when they traded for Rasheed Wallace, it was win at the trade deadline. <laughs> right. Put him over the top, right? So But they were still winning though. They were they, they were still over winning. winning. Yeah, but that put him over the top because you traded for Rasheed Wallace and you basically didn't give up any main piece from your core, basically. So what I'm saying to that is the Knicks could be a team who could, you know, we could fight a little bit for the first like three, four months. And then during the trade deadline, you know, we got an unforeseen circumstance that we probably don't see now where a star or an, an ex-star was probably kind of out. No, I don't really even want to say that. I'm not even going to put that energy into the Knicks. I'm going to say um, a guy like, what shit, Ben Simmons, or um, just an all-star caliber player. Carl Anthony Towns? Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. And you know, any, anything for shits and giggles, you know? It, yeah. And it, it just any player who can who can up the level of the overall team at the moment, we can put them right in the star lineup, and it's no drop off, but we get even better. It's the Rasheed Wallace trade. I I don't know. They would have the Knicks would have to make a trade, bro. And I I just don't. Who's that guy? Who who is the guy? If the Knicks was hot during the season, who is the guy that you can see this upcoming season disgruntled? That we don't know he's disgruntled yet, who the Knicks could possibly get at the trade deadlines, who can put us over the top. Now, at the same time, this is when Philly's crumbling, right? Um, the East at the Philly, I don't, I don't care about none of those teams. Like, I'm not scared about scared of none of those teams. So I don't give a shit. So, yeah, we, yeah. If you want to put it in that way, hey, but it got, is that way though. Oh, come on. Oh, it is my. that way. It, it only takes a little bit of belief, man. Because yo, yo, um, the, the um, excuse me, Detroit traded for Rasheed, but Rasheed originally got traded to Atlanta, and then for some some um rule that, that happened that they were able that he only played one game in Atlanta and then got traded to um to Detroit. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So even Detroit didn't um didn't actually get Rasheed Wiles until after the fact, after he was traded the first time, then he got traded again. You know, you know what I'm saying? That's unprecedented, kind of. Yo, you know, man. So, so you never know, man. We gotta be. You know how lucky we gotta be, bro. First of all, we gotta pray to God that the West just—that's a Royal Rumble. We we gotta just make sure that's a Royal Rumble. Like, they, right. good luck, right? Timberwolves, they healthy. Go to state, Clay back. 
I was watching um Cleveland versus Golden State game seven because I was I just I was like yo you know what man I, I want to see some good point guard play man let me let me turn on game seven I'm watching Kyrie give Clay the business the whole game seven but you know Clay is is healthy I just said the Timberwolves Portland I think is crumbling. And, and on a low, I think it's on a low, and I think Portland is crumbling. I'm praying to God, knock on wood, Utah crumbles. That, that's that's my thing. I've been I'm gonna keep putting that energy in the air. Utah is not making the playoffs, so I know it sounds blasphemous, but I I, I need that energy over there. Um, the West uh kill each other. Uh, the Lakers get an unforeseen injury. We know Kawhi ain't ain't gonna be healthy damn near the whole year, but they say he'll probably play. But Kawhi, it, that, man, he ain't playing next season. Then you got the Eastern Cup. <laughs> so, so after you said all that, you uh-huh. just painted the picture for the Knicks to win the championship this year. Yeah, but that's that's not. Why don't you want to agree with? Why don't Why don't you want to believe what you're saying? Just believe it. Because believe it. you gotta. I gotta. I don't see a trade. <laughs> That I can see us getting hot. I can see Kimba staying healthy, right? I can see Thibodeau giving Kimba the correct minutes or whatever the case may be. So I can see him giving rest games. But I don't see the trade material. Like, I don't see a trade coming together unless other teams really are shitting the bag. So. But you I, just you just explain. You just shit me. You just made the whole league. Yes, I did. I did. Just now. I did, but it that's just kind of I'm trying to I'm trying to put the bad juju on them, man. We didn't have 20 years of this. I only see four winning seasons in my lifetime, man. I, I I need the bad juju on them. But it's, it's it can happen. And and then here's the thing. Knock on wood. Milwaukee can't be healthy at all. <laughs> I, I, there you go. You, you just killed I'm not gonna say kill Milwaukee no. now. Uh-huh. You just killed Milwaukee now. Milwaukee gotta be healthy all 82 games. Uh, we'll see. I want I want Atlanta first round though. I want them first round. Uh, I, I I'm praying to God that they get the. I want them to get the sixth seed if we got the third seed. If we get the second seed, I want them to be the seventh seed. I want Atlanta first round. I mean, I need to get that out the way first, and then we can probably take care of business. But it's going to be a trade though. That's the only way I can see it happening. Can you give me some names, please? I don't want to hit cat. I, 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 I got, I got the Sherman comment there because he's going mm-hmm. at Queen's Court right now. They are they kind of like going back and forth in the chat. But is it like, like they're saying uh, how many winning seasons Town have? You know, Town, you know, if Towns comes here, we're going to turn to the Timberwolves. Yo, um, uh, Julius Randle, he came here with the spin move and whatever. Now look at us. You know what I'm saying? Kemba, Rose, Fournier and all this other stuff, man. You know, you know, a, a lot of things can happen. It's, it's like, you know, like she said, it's, it's a team. It's about the team. It's not about simply towns. Getting towns, adding to the guys that we already have winning here, you know, you know, it's, it's team concept. It has to do with the team. Adding that talent to the team that we have, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like you're talking about a trade, uh, you know, state, you know, you know, it, it probably would have to be something like that, a special trade to happen. It don't have to be towns, but if it was towns, and to get here, especially like you said, like like I said, now you killed the Bucks, you killed every single team in the East, and you killed a bunch of teams in the West. If, if we was to, if, we, if we was to finagle a, a trade to get Cat over here, who's stopping us? Yo, that. Because <laughs> if so we now can't I'm defend, looking, uh, uh, if, uh, so I'm looking at. 
let's think about the front courts in the Eastern Conference, right? <laughs> so our front court is Carl Anthony Towns, Julius Randle, RJ Barrett. <laughs> That's good though. That's a good front lineup, front court. Um Woo. That's a tough front court. And plus, I know Cat don't give a damn about Joel Embiid. Um, <laughs> and I think I think Carl Anthony Towns easily could be the best center in the Eastern Conference. Easily, easily. It, it not even up for discussion. Julius Randle versus Giannis. Um, I think Randle would be. He's ready for that matchup. Um, RJ Barrett against what Chris Middleton, then you got Carlton. It can work because we know we ain't trading Kemba. Kemba is staying. It can work. But what do you have after you make that trade? That's the thing. Because if I'm the Timberwolves and the Knicks call me, let's say hypothetical, the Knicks call me. Yo, man, what's up, man? What's up with Cat, man? I got I y'all. If I'm the Timberwolves, I'm on Mitch. I want quickly. Do I want Obi? Yeah, give him Obi too. I want Obi too. Mm-hmm. I want Mitch, Obi, quickly. Now, let's say if they don't, let's say, all right, the Knicks be like, yo, come on, man. You can't, you can't take quickly, man. Mitch, Obi, you could take Evan Fournier. Realistically, I don't see how the Knicks could get cat without giving up either IQ or McBride. So then it comes down to who do you want to give up first? And I don't think, I don't think the Knicks would trade quickly before McBride. It's, 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 it's tough. Yeah. The thing is we, we have Supreme depth. So if we get, if we get, like you just mentioned McBride, if we give up quickly, we got McBride. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? You can't get quickly so like we've seen it, right? So we've seen it, and 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 she's saying it's about it's about timeline. So who fits the timeline more? Emmanuel quickly fits the timeline more. If she's going by that logic, right? So you would have to trade McBride, and McBride would be going to a team that is rebuilding. It, it, it's tough, man. It's tough. It's not. It's not tough because you you just put the trade together. You just, you just put a trade together and you got us cat just now. I can't get I don't know if if the Timberwolves. I think they would take that. I think they would entertain uh, trading. Then we got cat. all our picks. We got all our picks too. You got you got to throw that in there. I'm not giving them a lot of picks. That's out of the question. That's, well, that's off the table for me. We're going for it. No, we're going for the championship. We're not just going for all oh, in so, a couple years. If you're going for cat, that means that you're saying. We making a stand right now. We gonna try to get the damn chip. Yeah, we going for the chip right now. Cause that's that's what they said when when they went and did, did Rasheed Wallace. You know, um, maybe maybe they didn't give away a key player, but they did give away something. Cause Rasheed Wallace, he made a decent amount of money during that time. You know what I'm saying? So they had to give up something. I you know I, I can't pull up the trade at the moment, but you know they did give up something. Maybe some draft picks or whatever like that. You know what I'm saying? So what if what if um you know, like the Knicks say, listen, we're making a stand now. We're gonna get Carl Anthony Towns, maybe add some other veteran that's lingering somewhere. You know, you know what I'm saying, and make that stand. Hmm. So, I, I think the chip is ours, bro. Yeah, <laughs> man, that's tough, man. That's tough, man. I, I, I don't know, bro. <laughs> I 
I can't I can't put my finger on it at the moment. <laughs> that's funny, man. Damn. I see that's, you smiling, a tough, man. that's a tough front court though. If if Tibbs could get it together. That, yeah. that would be a tough run for And we, ha- we have enough talent coming off the bench, you know, and then possibly, you know, adding, you know, through other 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 avenues too. We, we still could put together a nice, solid team for uh, for that ass. Wow. That's tough. And Cat's still 25. That's what makes it so crazy. <laughs> He's still 25. Yeah. His hairline and- is strong, boy. Yeah, man. And he probably would want to be home as well. Cold, cold Minnesota. Because I don't see Anthony Edwards being in, being in Minnesota when he's past like twenty six. That's impossible. Like I don't see it. Not now with no um, you know, gee, whatever. Now with no um, when he's from Atlanta, I think Anthony Edwards is from Atlanta. That boy not staying in Minnesota, man. <laughs> so, <laughs> he's a different kid, though, man. That guy thinks very highly of himself, man. He's gonna yeah. be pretty pretty good, you know, yeah. in the years going he, forward. I, just for Cat's sake, man, I would love for him to make the playoffs. I don't think we going. I don't think we can get Cat this year because I really think the Wolves is going to be good. I just really like Anthony Edwards. Like it's just when you see it with certain people, like certain people just got that it. Like you just see it. Anthony Edwards is it. Like I can see it, and I'm still mad the Knicks. Fired David Fisdale too early because we would have <laughs> definitely had um, Anthony Edwards on our roster, man. Shout out to Obi Toppin, man. I love Obi, but yeah, that, that's a subplot too. Like, like with Anthony Edwards, there the way that he's going to be, I think he's going to be a big time scorer. So, is Carl Anthony Towns the right player to have with him? Yeah, I like they fit together. Um, I watched a couple Wolf games. I like they fit together. They they have no issues with the fit. I think the person that makes it stupid is D'Lo. <laughs> Because D'Lo can't defend, and you can't trust Edwards to really lock somebody down yet going into his sophomore season. Right. So nobody can defend on the team, so that means you have to overcompensate. You got to trade for players to fit around Edwards that that can fill in stuff that he can't do. Listen, D'Lo for Simmons worked, man. It works, but here's the caveat. D'Lo, that's Carl Anthony Towns' man's. So he just, he no, Julie, Julius Randle and, and um Carl Anthony Towns was hugging and kissing each other too oh, um man. not too long ago. Oh, man. Don't stop that. <laughs> yeah, man. But you know, as as you're saying, all, all all that stuff can happen. It's it's not so retarded and so far from from the imagination that that, that stuff can't happen, man. So yeah, man. Yeah. So just just gotta believe, man. We we all, we are doing the right thing. Well, outside of making any trades, the Knicks are doing a great job, doing the right thing, preparing, preparing us for that moment. And you know, I think I think we're we're close to that moment, closer than than a lot of us give give credit for, man. Yeah, I'm I'm happy with the progress with the Knicks are doing right now, man. It's, it's yeah. cool, but yo, that's a that's another conversation, man. That that's that's a tough conversation. We're gonna be having a lot of tough conversations this season. I already see it now. Well, yo, me and you are back, man. We we about to start another podcast. <laughs> we already did an hour and a half. Now we about to do another hour and a half on another oh, subject, man. So, oh, yeah, man. man. We, we we had to take that week off to to get our shit together. Now now we back at it, and you know, get ready because <laughs> me and State got a lot of stuff to talk about, man. Oh, man. Um, I think uh, training camp ends Sunday, I believe. Yeah, something like that. I believe it ends Sunday, so I'm um. 
we could save the training camp talk for Sunday. Okay, sounds good. And we could definitely chop it up about uh, training camp on Sunday. But man, it's the Knicks, man. I, I... <laughs> Turned off his equipment. <laughs> I'm, laughing, I'm laughing at him, man. He's so funny, bro. Like, yeah, uh, they be trying hard, man, to get to get the uh, setup together. You see that he went and rented a whole wing of the hospital. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah. I, I like the um setting is calm. Yeah. I don't like the upstairs setting. It's too, like, hospital-ish. Yeah. <laughs> well, Randall and RJ Young. Oh, man, she's killing me right now. Man. But, uh, yeah, uh, Queen's Court is fighting for her life in the chat right now, man. The guys are, <laughs> are, are going at her, you know what I'm saying? So. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, why we can't build around them? So, Randall, Cat, RJ... Why not? You know what I'm saying? I, I'm trying to get you to believe, man. Sometimes you do. Sometimes I can I can get you to do it. But, you know, you, you do the same thing for me, too, man. Sometimes you, you can get me to agree to things. But, you know, the, the one thing we both can agree agree on is that is that um, something good is going to happen to us, you know, as a franchise, whatever. And, you know, we just got to just got to stick with that, man. You know what I'm saying? Yo, it, like you can do the trade because in. 20 uh, and shout out to God up next man. I'm be, I got a um, God up next show. Oh my god, God up next. We're gonna be on pod on, on Monday at like 9 9 30. So tune into that. Salute to you, Apollo. I appreciate you. Um, RJ Randall Cat in 2025. The cash phase, the cap room goes up to 171 million. You gotta give me a full, you gotta give me another guy in there, man. I need another guy in there. For me to feel more comfortable about that but i ain't trying to be no regular super team man i'm trying to be unbeatable man i like that golden state villain when they was the villain bro i hated good when they got kd bro, it was, it was we, to the point why even watch basketball <laughs> i think i think the knicks are gonna get there because we're setting the table for that you know we, we don't have we don't have no mistakes on our roster we have nothing on our roster that's a mistake contract wise, you know, n- nothing is tying us up anymore. You, you know what I'm saying? So we got a clean slate. So when that money does kick in the extra money, whatever we, we're going to, we, we, we are going to be the bad guys, man. You know, cause we, like you said, we got to pay RJ probably, you know, but, but um, the way, the way that we're being so responsible, otherwise we, we're going to, we're going to have like probably like 50, 60, 70, hundred million dollars, you know, you know, in the stash and to sign, to sign guys, you know, and we, and we already showing that we can win already. So, I can, I can only imagine a guy like Anthony Edwards might might be on the Knicks, man. You never know. Oh man, don't start that, man. I'm just waiting. What I'm really waiting for, I'm waiting for the next rookie who pulls a Porzingis. I'm calling it the the Porzingis because that said young player acts out of said team before they get said max contract. I'm waiting for. I want to see which rookie player got the same cojones like Porzingis. To do that, that's when the NBA starts really getting interesting. When rookies back me, I'm sick of this bullshit. Yeah, y'all ain't winning me. I'm out of here. So, uh, man, we gonna see. Yeah, a guy like Anthony Edwards, I can see that. I can see I it can with see Zion as well. I can, yo, yo, Zion, they asking a question. He's like, yeah, I, mean, I love New Orleans. He's like, I can't th- like if he was a if he was Pinocchio, he'd be like, like you'd be like this, like yeah, you have potential. <laughs> you have potential with his nose, bro. Uh, 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 his nose. 
and you could like and when you're a person for the like if you're a person for the street or you're a person like you're a real good businessman or you're a real good hustler or you're a person who just does who you worked in like um retail or something like that you could read people's body movements you could read their facial expressions you could like kind of read when they're being fake he was hit great oscar act sorry yeah. <laughs> great oscar act <laughs> I, I would love to get Zion. I just don't see how Zion and Randall would fit together. That sounds like a layup bomb to me, but I mean, to each his own. <laughs> yeah, you never know. Like, like we we might we might trade for um cat and then still sign Zion too. What do you think about that? Oh God! Now you're just going in the wormhole <laughs> right now. Now you're just going in the wormhole. Yo, Maybe yo, sir, 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 I hate when people say he's not a winner. Zach Levine not a winner. Um, Bradley Bill not a winner. If that's the case, like, cause he hasn't won jack nothing when, since since um John Wall been hurt. Like, yo, legit, Michael Jordan was not a winner. You know, he was for, not a winner for like, for like a couple years, man. For, for like his first six, seven years, he was, he was damn near thirty basket. years old. He was damn near thirty years old by the by the time he started winning anything. So, I, I mean, if you gonna put that label out there, man, it's a lot of guys in the NBA who don't win. We just put up stats. Uh, maybe it's the team, maybe it's them, maybe it's the organization. We don't know, but hey, it happens, yo. That happens. A lot of NBA players put up bad numbers on, on, on I mean, good numbers on bad teams. Shit, look at Monta Ellis. <laughs> so, there's so many of them, man. So many of them players throughout the years. Uh, what? The most famous? Listen, no Allen Iverson. I don't know where that 2000s um, Philly team go. Because the second best player on that team was Eric Snow, I think. <laughs> right. So. Even a guy like Mitch, uh, Mitch, remember uh, Mitch, Mitch, uh, Richmond, Mitch, Mitch um, Richmond. Yes. Yeah, he's a Hall of Famer, twenty points a game for like damn near like twelve years straight, twenty points a game. He never won nothing in his career. He ba- he barely made the playoffs. I, I, I think I think he won a championship with the Lakers as, as like 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 one of like the the fifteenth men, you know, coming off the bench, you know, at the end of his career, if I'm not mistaken. You know what I'm saying? But outside of that, he didn't do nothing his whole career really. He just yeah, was yeah. was a guy that, that got stats. That's t- that's tough. So yeah. it to ease his own, man. These players, thank thank you to LeBron. These players got power now. So it, we'll see, man. We, we'll see. We're gonna have a, a a lot more to talk about on Sunday because I know there's gonna be a lot of news. A lot Nick news probably it usually come out like Friday, and they usually come out Saturday when it's when there's no ESPN and. They can't really report it all crazy, so usually something's gonna come out soon. I'm just, yeah. I'm just interested in to see like who's showing improvement during training camp. I want to see though who got taller, um, who came with a new skill. I didn't hear none of that yet, so that's what I'm waiting to hear. I didn't get any of that yet, so it, 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 yeah, we it. haven't seen like last year, the, the last few years, they they've been like giving us mixtapes. They haven't done that. No. Nah. You know, throwing us mixtapes and stuff like that. I haven't done that, you know. So other teams have have had a couple scrimmages. They showing the guys play, but not the Knicks. You know what I'm saying? So this is just 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 this is just the way the Knicks operate now. They're not showing nobody nothing. You know, <laughs> yeah. You know, there's not even a link for for like the open practice. Usually they have an open practice where they let the fans in. Usually, usually season ticket holders, or whatever. But I haven't even heard anything about that. Leon Rose you know? is a mob boss, man. He- <laughs> I can't get mad at that, man. <laughs> I can't get mad at Leon Rose, man. He running like a mob boss. I appreciate Leon Rose. Yeah, no 
Yeah, man. As long as we keep winning, I don't, I don't care what, what those guys do, man. They keep, you know, they're not signing no, nobody bad. They're not trading no picks, man. We're doing everything right. I can't say nothing bad about what they're doing, man. Yep. So I'm happy, man. I'm happy, man. Um, that's all I got, honestly. <laughs> I'm yeah. about to go finish this this shift. And yeah. <laughs> and then we out of here, man. Yeah, I, yeah, I got to get up early myself too, man. You know, but, you know, I burn candles at both ends for, for the love of this of, of these Knicks, man, and for everything else I, I would like to do out there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, man. Knicks, man. I hope you have a great season, man. It's, it's going to be fun. It's going to be one of the most interesting seasons I've, I've ever watched. So let's get to it, man. Yo, we got a we got an MVP on the bench. <laughs> What more can I say? Yeah. <laughs> what more can I say? Yo, what's up, man? What's up, man? I got old, old time, man. Nah, that go. Nah, man, it's that free money, man. What you mean? But, um, nah, man. Ain't no money free, bro. Ain't no it's money not free. money free. <laughs> money free. But um, y'all know where to find us. Um, Dodge, state of mind. Ero, I appreciate you. Uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher. And everything. Um, next part, we definitely going to get in depth about uh, the whole training camp situation, and hopefully, we get some more news before Sunday. But I appreciate you, Don. Um, Miss Steph Queens Court, man. I appreciate you, man. I appreciate you. Uh, really getting the chat live, man. Fellas, yeah, she man. Let her she, the, she, she like the um the chick from um from what what do you call um dead president? She just jumped out the garbage can. She blah 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 blah. Oh, it's dumb. Dumping all over the chat right now. Oh man. But I, I respect it though. She 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 hanging, man. She she good, man. Every she'll be all right, man. Um but I appreciate everybody, man, for tuning in, man. Dog, I'm out here, my guy. Um uh, Sherman, man. I appreciate you the most um the most, man. Um shout outs to before I go uh, Mel Bester, shout outs to you, man, Kareem Great, uh Queens Court. Uh who else showed up? Who else showed up? Damn. Oh, they was going at it. I can't yeah. even go up on the comp. Well, shout out to y'all, man. Y'all was going at it. <laughs> but all right, buddy. I appreciate y'all, man. I'm out of here, man. Yeah, man. Peace, State. Peace, man. Yeah, man. Me and State are back. We're going to be ripping these podcasts out left and right. I'm probably going to go on again tomorrow, man. So shout out to everybody in the chat. See you guys in the next one. Thanks for supporting Dianne's podcast, especially Dianne's state of mind, man. All right. Peace, guys. <laughs>